Yeah, we were just talking about uh, a very preposterous situation. Uh, stupid people, uh, yeah. I think, is is the uh, the line of conversation here. What was what is the show called? Um, that is it like Garage Wars. It's like Garage Wars. Yeah, right? something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's, and I think it's on like what? Um, it's like on one of those A and E or some network other relevant channel. Yeah. yeah. So I'm pretty sure it's Garage Wars where people buy and bid on, um, uh, or maybe Storage Wars. They they buy and bid on storage containers um, that I guess are pa- or are abandoned, right? Or the people are past their the terms of the contract. Because yeah. you know you put stuff in storage, you may say, "Hey, I'm going to keep it here for a year." And three years later, if your shit's still there, they just auction it off. Yeah. So this one guy, um, do you have his like name or anything like that, Fabe? Um, no, I I just have the story on Instagram from um my mixtape, and basically what happened is a man found 7.5 million in the storage unit that he purchased for 500 bucks, which is pretty, I guess, typical. I know it sounds kind of high. Usually you get one month free for a dollar. <laughs> yeah. What return on your investment is that? Yeah, that's <laughs> that is that's literally uh, a eight hundred and fifty thousand percent <laughs> return on your investment. No, that's <laughs> precisely a uh, what was what was the amount again of the money? Seven point five. That's a seven point five, basically seven point so, five. So let's million talk about what everyone would investment. do before well, I no, give I the results. Like the percentage. percentage. I'm saying yeah. that's a, as a percentage, right? Because he, if it's like a dollar, wait, how much did he? Pay? No, that's a five hundred. That's a dollar. Oh, he paid five hundred dollars for the storage for the unit. unit. Oh, oh, so he Which bought. So he no, no. So he bought the storage unit. He didn't just rent it. He yeah, bought I, I, it. maybe yeah. I guess that's what that is. Oh, okay. So it, hey. his profit was seven. Yeah, it says he million four hundred ninety nine thousand. But what? Yeah, what's the percentage on return there? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know how to do that quick math. Extremely high percentage. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I'll give the I, I didn't go to school for that many years. So of what happened in the story, but what does everyone do? So Tuna, no, no, what do you do? No, no I'll let you. If, go first. if I bought right. that storage unit for five hundred dollars, no fucking body would ever know. Except for the IRS, would they? Yeah, they're they're gonna find out. They know. Cause Wait, one, so because you because, have to deposit no. that money somewhere. But, but no. Here's the thing. That's why everybody would know because you would tell the IRS, right? If you told the IRS, what does that mean? That means you have to actually claim that money, right? So if you claim that money, then that means uh, you can't just be like, oh, I found this bunch of money. You know, here's your cut of it. You, you guys take your taxes out, whatever. No, you ha- you have to actually. But so seven point five million dollars in cash, right? Yeah. So you have to take that cash, yeah, and then you have to put it somewhere. No, no, no. You you, you can't just put. You have to uh, you have to let somebody allow for some time for somebody to come and claim it, right? Like you well, you can't no, if you buy the storage container. Yeah. You're buying the container and all of its contents. But if that you have been surrendered. Oh shit! That is true. Yeah, so I don't no, know no, what you happens ha- there. No, that's if you find like if you just find a bag of money. Some shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, that's true. But yeah. you're if you when you buy the storage container, you own, you own it. All of the contents of the container. Yeah. Now the thing is, seven point five million dollars in cash, right? You you know that's not just gonna keep that laying around your house. No, you have to. Because even if do somebody does, even if nobody knows you have the money, but one day your house just gets broken into. Yeah. What are you going to go say? Oh, they stole seven point five million dollars in cash that where I had in the house. The they're going to be like, million. they're going to be like, where'd you get the money? And you're fucking lying. Yeah, we're not investigating this. Shit. Yeah, you work at you work at Costco. There's just no way that so it almost yeah. follows the uh, curb your enthusiasm dry cleaner rule. 
if anyone remembers that episode. I don't. No. Where he had a Yankee jersey that he sent to the dry cleaners, among other things, and the jersey went missing. And then he was like, hey, where's my jersey? And then they were like, you know, sometimes in a dry cleaner, you lose something and someone finds something. And that's just the way it is. <laughs> no, <laughs> and I, it's the unwritten rule. I, I do agree with that. Dry cleaners. Yeah. Yeah. If I get something from the dry cleaner that wasn't mine, but it fits me and I like it. It's yours. It's mine. You know? Yeah, here's the problem with that. I'm sure that's not worth seven point five million fucking dollars. Yeah. But so again, going back to what you would do, right? Because you have to put the money somewhere. You can't just have it in cash. I mean, you could put it in a bank vault. Uh, you could go to uh, Panama, right? But you'd have to get the money through customs, and they're gonna be like, "Hey, why do you have seven point five in cash?" Mm-hmm. You have to find a way to put that money somewhere where it can't physically be stolen, right? Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to do that without the IRS knowing unless you know Marty Burt. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about yeah. Marty Burt too. But I think this is what you do. And it might not be the popular answer, but I think it's what you do. And you just go back to work. You live every day as if it were the same, but you just never have to worry about money again. Meaning if you got a bill, it's taken yeah, care of. Hold on, hold on. Hospital bills. You want to go to Disney World? Seven point five million dollars, but you don't go buy the Lamborghini. Doesn't mean that you got everything taken care of. Yeah, it does. Seven point five. You can live the rest of your life if you go to work as and live every day maybe, as normal. Maybe. That means you can go anywhere in the world you want. Mm-hmm. This, I'm not saying you go buy the Lamborghini, you go buy the jet. You don't. Maybe you don't get to do that because you got hot money, but you don't have a bill you don't take care of. You there's not a drink you can't buy. There isn't a trip you can't take. Okay, so here, here's the here's the here's what complicates this, right? Um, that money is finite, meaning that like, uh, if you told me like you found fifty million dollars, I'd be like, you're getting there. You're getting nowhere where you don't have to worry about money anymore. If you told me you found a hundred million, you might be there. You might not have to worry about money ever again. Um, but seven point five million dollars. But if, let's, if let's, you continue let's, let's, to live a sixty thousand dollar lifestyle. But he, you're you're forgetting human. Yeah, uh, no, I'm saying the <laughs> way you should here's, go. Here, here's, yeah, yeah that, ideally speaking, yes, absolutely, you should go that way. The problem is, okay, let's let's play your scenario out, Reen. Okay, so you my to, scenario is, and I'm just gonna give it to you really clean and quick. I have 7.5 million. I'm likely upfront gonna spend at least 1.5 on eliminating my debt, um, buying property, like buy a house for me, buy a house for mom, you know take care of family and friends, right? 1.5 mil. I'm not going to be like too crazy because you got to make that money last rest of your life. But up front, I'm probably going to spend 1.5, which would leave me with roughly 6 mil. No, right? I won't. You want to know why? Why? What is the first thing that you said? What was the first thing you would Buy do? Buy a house. No, 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 uh, no. Eliminate my debt. No. What do you have to do with the money? Oh, you have to. Oh, true. Okay. You know, so let's say I... Now, here's the thing that we don't know. When you... In a situation like that where you win a storage container, you and let's say you claim the money and you're upfront about it and, and you want to deposit the money in an account with the IRS, any deposit at a, in a bank above $9,000 gets flagged by the, I, I, the IRS. But in this case, you're depositing $7.5 million. I don't know if that's classified as income. It is. I think it's classified as... What? <laughs> what? Does... Because if you win the lottery, get the fuck out of here. Of course, it's classified well, I mean, yeah, as they're going to take, <laughs> take some. Of course, they're going to take some. They're going to, at the very minimum, take half. At the minimum, minimum, they're going to take half. Okay, so so here's what I do. 
first thing I would do is get a lawyer because you're sure. going to need representation. No, the first thing you do is get a fucking accountant. Get Marty Bird. That's who you, that's who I would that's get, who a, you get a lawyer who specializes in finance and then okay. yeah, yeah, you okay. know, right. let that lawyer get us uh, an accountant. <laughs> oh, and now it's us. To like, defend, <laughs> your lawyer's in it with you. <laughs> to defend ourselves <laughs> against the and then you, No, no, no. And then you set him up, get some dirty pictures on him. No, we're both in this together. Jesus no, no, let's Christ. let's go a real yeah, route, right? Well, that so, is a real route. So, so, so let's, 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 let's. Yeah, you've been watching too much Ozark. Yeah. Jesus. So let's, say the lawyer, <laughs> let's say the lawyer and the accountant yeah. hit you for two hundred k. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Why? What you do? What, what, uh, do you what have you done so far? No. I'm getting dirty pictures. No, no. At the end of it. Even. At the end dirty of it. Dirty pictures against who? Okay. Yeah. At, the, at the end of it. Okay. I thought he was saying up front. No, probably not up front, but okay, through, sorry, through the course of them helping you, you yeah, yeah, have yeah. to give them yeah, through about, the course, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah, so you get your lawyer, you get your accountant. Like, let's say you know you, you handle all that, um, you pay the IRS after you pay the IRS. I'm going to be optimistic here and say all of that costs you five hundred thousand. Well, what cost you five? Oh, the lawyer, the lawyer, the accountant, the accountant. taxes and fees. False. No, the taxes. Okay, I, I, I gotta I, look I, I might have been. I might have been wilding with the fifty percent. Yeah, but they're not the, gonna no, take fifty no, percent of listen, calm money down, calm you down. rightfully. No, earn. they they take that out of your paycheck every time you get paid. That's, but but that's let me, income let me, property or no? State, local listen, taxes. but wait a minute. So you telling me they're gonna charge you? Uh, they're gonna tax you less for money you just found over the money you actually earned? You're telling me they're gonna charge uh, uh, tax you less for that? Does that does that even sound correct? So I mean. But nothing about taxes sound correct in no, the it beginning. Does. So, so, so does. again, <laughs> no. you're w- when you pay taxes like from your job, right? Yeah. You're paying like income taxes. Yep. Um, you're paying state and local mm-hmm. taxes. Yeah. Um, when you if you win the lottery or go to a casino, right? They tax that money, mm-hmm. um, because that's like gambling taxes or, if or you whatever, do, right? But you you think they're gonna tr- they somehow tax you less if you just found the money? All this just hearsay. Yeah. Okay. What I, are we I, doing? You know, so. Me. All my trips, all my bills are taken care of well, without well, overindulging. Well, can I? Can I? Can I? Let me. Let me. Let me say some things that are going to clearly going to trip you up. Okay. Let's say it's not fifty percent that they that they tax you on. Let's say it's thirty five percent. Okay. They they're going to charge you thirty five percent upfront for the money that you found. So let's just say that's what like that's just like a little over I'll a live third. With that, actually, uh, fair enough. That's a little over a third, right? So let's say, okay, you have Jesus Christ, I'm terrible at math. Um, let's say you have after that five point whatever percent, right? Or five point whatever million, right? Left after that, after they charge you a third, right? <clears throat> okay. Um, let's say you do buy property, just like Irene was saying. You buy something modest, you know, you don't buy. But what do you have that you, what problem will you have after you buy th- that home or those homes, right? Because you're going to, yeah, you got to take care of mom too, right? What problems do you have that you didn't have before, before you bought that? Publicity. Um, Same um, time? Well, no, debt. No, I said publicity. No. No, no, what? no. I'm talking about financially speaking. What problem do you have after you buy that house that you didn't have before you buy the house? Uh, what, property like, uh, tax property tax that's what rapes you that's what nobody thinks about ahead of time right everybody's like oh i'll go ahead and buy this fucking million dollar house and it's gonna be good and then every year when you get that fucking property tax bill you're like god damn right yeah and that's you fucking spend all the money and then you forget about the property taxes right so the property uh property tax is going to kill you not just this year but every year right? to me that's why i i don't 
automatically go buy the house. You're I buy the house to rent it. And then I still I still rent, rent my you own still pay place. Your, you still pay property taxes. Yeah, but I'm making that money from renting it. Why would you but why would you buy the house if you're not actually going to live in it? To rent it. Why would you do that? To rent it okay, and make well, money. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, fair, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. No, no, fa- no, no. Fair enough. Uh, because then you essentially, which is paying for itself. Plus, but if you buy that, like, I, I'd imagine if I bought a big luxurious home, right? I'd imagine I want to live in it. Otherwise, why would I buy it? You know, I, I understand real estate and all that stuff, and 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 being like a, almost like a landlord. I don't know anything about fucking being a landlord. Why would I do that? Why would I incur more money? Because then you have to go out and you have to pay. Uh, a uh, uh, some sort of rental company or whatever to yeah. run that property for you. I mean, there's there's Why rental companies that? that do that for eighty bucks per month. Okay, you you show me this rental company that does that for eighty bucks per month. Yeah, no, no, there it is. Oh, okay. Hey, yeah. why aren't we, you should get on that? That's it seems well, like I gotta buy the property prof- first. Profitable racket. <laughs> I gotta but, buy the property first. But, but, but yeah. look, not to spend too much time on this, but my the main thing I'm trying to say is seven point five million dollars is a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna be like oh. Pfft. 7.5 million that's not a, that's not of course there's a lot of money right but it's not going as far as it once did no even remotely right um, yeah so that's all on what you do with it for sure so exactly so uh and then what we uh, uh you know and what's so funny is you know i'm looking at you over here fave and i'm not look i'm not trying to make any snap judgments right but Man, make a snap judgment. make a snap judgment. but if ah. we go if we go to the club if they're, we go they're to gonna the, take two point seven, two point seven million. Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. Uh, it, that was that not. So I just very, the, very uh, close to what I what I was close, saying. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, if you well, go, to, if I, you I go guess to the, I'm going to Panama. If I go to a club, a table <laughs> costs a thousand bucks. I, no, I can afford but that. you 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 multiply that. Like you know what I mean? You're looking yeah. at it as just a one time thing. What I'm saying is, then you're going to get accustomed to a life. We're, the bottom line of what I'm trying to say is you forget human error. Yeah. And as soon as you get a large lump sum of money, like nobody's immune to this. No, no I'm not immune. I've to already that. got my lottery plan. If I ever hit, I, I, I live. Uh, if let's say, I, let's say I want uh, 400 million bucks. I'm going to probably um, do the things that like, you know, get the house for a couple of people, you know, my mom, some family, et cetera, et cetera. And after I spent maybe two million on that, and maybe taking three hundred thousand dollars and paid off some of my friends' debt, not giving them money, but just paid their debts. So I'm 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 at maybe two point five million right now. Uh, this is out of four hundred million. I pay myself at a hundred thousand dollars per year. Where'd four hundred million? Yeah, what are you doing? I'm saying if <laughs> I no, I'm saying I said if I won the lottery. I, I already have my plan set together for if I got. Let's if focus I won on the seven point five. Yeah. No, no, no. My, my point in saying this was. I have a plan put together if I ever came across just big money. But what, what I'm saying to you is, is that the the speed bumps that come along with that, yeah. you can't foresee until you're actually in that for scenario. Sure. You for know? sure, for sure. So you can have a plan. All I'm saying is it's it's not going to go exactly as you're thinking it should. If I, went some, if I find $7.5 million, I'm going back to work for the, probably that whole year, for sure. Yeah, I would expect Easily. nothing less. What I'm yeah. saying is even if you do go back to work, what I'm saying is the problems you're going to have just with your plan or I'm sure you yeah, now you I have you just now have bigger financial exactly problems. yeah you just so but they hey, can be overcome it's yeah, not impossible hey in, in summation i think biggie said it best yeah more money more problems. more money more motherfucking problems oh you motherfucker <laughs> that shit was hard as fuck too i all right okay I'm coming up. 
Yeah. I yeah. want no yeah. one to see. I, I don't, don't even know what that means, uh, but let's go. That's the sample from the song. <laughs> that was severely fucked up. I am sorry about that, but I am your boy T.O., as you know. It's your boy O-Rain, real name, no games, no gimmicks. We got Fabian in the house. That's it. Okay. Uh, and we are the Fade Podcast, the one-stop shop for everything TV, media, and film related along with any other goddamn thing we want to talk about. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I was listening to Lil Wayne on Thanksgiving, too. You know, he uh, he got me thinking about money again. I was Which Lil Wayne? Money on my mind. Got that money oh, on okay. my mind. too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah yeah first Prime, prime Little Wayne Prime yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Prime, it's so prime funny you actually bring that up because yeah. I was listening to um Creed two soundtrack today and Wayne had a song in there and I was just thinking about I, I really think um Wayne really made a good comeback this year and I, it's probably debatable but I I think he did I I think he had some tracks with Swizz his own album and a couple other songs he dropped. I think he made a, a he good comeback in 2018. Yeah, yeah, but the problem is, is that it's all fleeting, right? The his, you know, his comeback season right now is like it's good, but when did his album drop? It was like two months ago, right? Mm-hmm. Like two, September, three months ago, I think it was October. I already forgot about it. Well, everybody always for, forgot about all the albums that came out. No, that's year. what I'm saying. It's all it's all yeah. very fleeting, you know. So like I remember when the Carter Two dropped, the entire like exactly, two years. Yeah. That joint was just what everybody was fucking playing for two I'm in a years. constant talk about someone who I talk about music with regularly, and we just keep telling each other, this this year is too ridiculous. I mean, no. It's way too ridiculous as I far think as the, the really amount of music. good albums that dropped in 2018, uh, like Pusha T's project, um, Jake Cole's project, um, uh, Drake. I mean, Drake's project, of course, Childish Gambino, Nas. even Childish Gambino's Summer Pack, yeah. which was like three songs. Two songs. I, yeah, I two recently songs. played that it's like still a week ago hot. on the way to work. Yeah. Um, Kevin Gates. So I think with Lil Wayne, it was so much hot heat and hype right there just because just, you know, with all the legal shit and trouble he went through and now he's the sole owner of Cash Money and then everyone heard the album and they're like, you know, we're glad to see Wayne putting out new music. Um, it wasn't that good. So let's uh, let's let's move on. Very, very, either, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Wait, you, you don't you didn't think the uh, the Carter five was that good? Well, just because you say it wasn't that good does not mean you're saying it wasn't that bad. I just think it wasn't that good. It sounded like old music. Well, I, oh yeah, fair enough. It sounded like music. If he'd put the Carter Five out three years ago, which I'm sure he wanted to do, hot. But today, it's good. What would have made it sound new? So, like, I, I would say that the tempo, maybe, and I know they retooled some of the the, the beats and the productions and like the engineering um, and like the way the music is um, um, arranged. They they retooled some of the arrangements to make it more like current mm-hmm. with like the sound. But it still sounds very much like old music to me. Uh, it, it was okay, but if they, if he dropped the Carter Five in 2015, banger. Hmm. 2018, thanks. Maybe when I heard it, and <laughs> not even I to go it. on too long with it, but when I heard it, I I said to myself, "This sounds like a Carter album," and I, and I was happy with that. I was like, "This sounds like an album that." It would be a Carter album. Sounded very in line with that. And but what again? What, what made it sound like a Carter? I think album? just the production, um, the, the the rhymes and the topic matter. It didn't sound like because I know a Wayne mixtape. When I hear it, 
And this doesn't sound like yeah, yeah. the Wayne mixtape. It, it didn't it sound like mixtape If you yeah. go back to a Carter album, the Carter 1 or 2, it sounded like this would have been Carter 3, honestly. And that maybe that goes to your point of it sound dated. I didn't feel the dated sound, but I, I felt like this was Carter, what maybe Carter 3 should have sounded like. Hmm. Yeah. In any event, um, you know, uh, Lil Wayne got his moment in the sun. Either way, I, good year for hip hop. Yeah. yeah Not to cut enough. you off. Yeah. But, yeah. You, you intended to cut me off. I didn't. <laughs> I hate when people do that. People would say like, "Oh, I didn't mean." To no, do no, that. I realized I did. Meant to do that, like, <laughs> it felt like it. I, it was something I was about to say that I didn't get to, and then that's. Sorry. Was it that but important? I do apologize. Was that that important that you had to say it? Yeah, yeah, all. yeah. I, I think no, 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 no. I, I think my point was that, like it or not, 2018 had a lot of um, a lot of really good albums from. Your your heavy hitters to your to your new guys. Yeah, but you already said that before, yeah. so I don't feel like you repeating it was entirely <laughs> well, necessary. You know, but, when did I say that? Uh, Fa- no, Fabe at loves the very the, uh, first thing that you said. Ago? Fabe no, loves you to said rap at, at the beginning. Fabe of what you loves just said. the uh, like the wrap up. Uh, yeah, he does. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a wrap up guy. I'm, yeah. I'm a let's all right. Let's go. Let's move on. No, no you're <laughs> no, you're not that guy. What do you mean? You just said I'm a wrap up guy. No, no, no. You're the. Uh, I gotta like, make it one more thing. I got one more yeah, thing I gotta say. That yeah, that yeah. Fave's like, okay. you know, like if Tune Day is like, you know, tries to transition to the next segment, Fave's like, you know, I got one, or two, yeah, I got three more thoughts. <laughs> I got a no, couple notes. I no, got a what happens notes. is that I have three more thoughts, and someone's trying to transition before I get those off. So. Yeah, let those thoughts go. Yeah, you know? sometimes you just got. Hey, sometimes, hey, sometimes it's more about the shots you don't take than the shots you do. That's LeBron. <laughs> Uh, I'm not even sure what that means, but you know, if, any, if you ask anyone, no, we all know what that means. It's J.R. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? What was that? The, the game one or game uh, two? Game well, he one. ran the other way. Uh, I believe it was game one. Um, okay, so uh, you know, talking about uh, some things that kind of surprised us. You know, Lil Wayne surprised us with the other Carter Five. Oh, did he really surprise us? I don't know, but um, yeah, Paramount. You were shocked and yeah. chagrined, and it wasn't to know. shocking. But I just didn't know they had they, their own network. And it, it made me think about, one, who else has their own network? Um, Maybe Nickelodeon. I don't know. Nickelodeon has one, maybe? TV. <laughs> first, <laughs> first of all, Nickelodeon? Is that what you're trying to say? I'm wondering, like, do who they have else their own has network? their own? And I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Like, well, Nickelodeon. Yeah. Like, that you can subscribe to? Or is it just on TV is what I'm saying? No, you can subscribe Wait. to Nickelodeon there. Yeah, yeah, I'm so I'm very confused oh, yeah. at what you're saying right now. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, no, no. no I, like, I think what, what you, you're saying yeah, is define what you mean by. Own no, no, I'm not talking network. about their own TV channel. I'm talking about something that you sub- as new you can subscribe to to find extra content. Yeah, like or whatever. Yeah. So, for example, like Showtime, HBO, those are networks, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Nickelodeon is that same uh-huh. network. With a dedicated yeah. channel, I don't. I don't know what Nickelodeon does with what they ask for. So whatever I find out about Nickelodeon is is a shock to me. Not a shock, but something is new information. Everyone seems to have a network. And I mean, and I think more so studios. I'm sorry, I just said Nickelodeon just be, just because it's the first thing that popped in my head. But it seems like even a lot of studios now are just coming up with their own networks. For instance, um, Disney is coming up with their own network soon, which is cause of some of the reasons why. Uh, um, what are the Netflix shows? The well, no, like yeah, like Daredevil, Daredevil, like and, and some of those. Why they're not getting renewed is because I think Disney's gonna eventually pull some of those in. Uh, I don't know if that's why they're not not a hundred percent, but renewed. It's but, debated, but generally, 
Yeah, speaking. like Luke Cage may not be renewed because there there is something there with that, and everyone can read up on that individually. But um, no, either way, I was shocked when I saw that Paramount had their own network, and I was like, oh snap! I mean, that's I don't know, that's pretty cool. I'm not gonna subscribe, but that's pretty cool. <laughs> then I got to thinking, like, fuck, everybody has their own network. Who or what would I like to see have their own network that are like some of my fan favorite things? Or that I think people, other people would enjoy. So I came up with the list. Um, first off, I would love to see George R. R. Martin have his own uh, network, um, and that's entailing audiobooks. That's entailing um, YouTube uh, YouTubers who come up with these theory videos or or, or breakdown videos. Um, that's including Game of Thrones from HBO, uh, and I think. Um, other work that he's doing outside of uh like game of thrones stuff which i think there's a new show on sci-fi that is uh it's, it's presented as from the mind of george r you know what i mean so i'd like this like that stuff on there anything that he touches i'd like to see that i'd like to see a comic book network the dc marvel and any kind of third fourth parties that maybe aren't as popular yeah. where we get to see like I said, youtube stuff um animated series movies and you can stream all of those I, I think those are the two top things i would like to see have their own network yeah i mean it, it doesn't really surprise me that paramount has their own network just like when you look at how uh long paramount has been around right um the wealth of content produced under paramount studios um, it doesn't because they have so much content that they could fill um, probably two years of 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 airtime, right? You know, we're gonna play these movies, these movies, these shows, these interviews, these documentaries, these short series. Um, they have so much content. the 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 trouble with like a person having uh, a network is, I mean. Th- the cost of that. If I mean, fuck even Oprah, it took time, a lot of time and a lot of money for Oprah to start own because the cost of it is staggering, especially when like in the beginning, you're probably going to be leasing a lot of content. So like George RR Martin, I know you talked about like HBO or game of Thrones, game of Thrones would say, Hey George, thanks, but fuck you. (laughs) You're never going to, we're never going to let you show game of Thrones on your network unless you're you're paying us a shit ton for three seasons back right because like game of, so game of thrones is about to be on their seventh season of the east season eight i think season eight Wait, yeah you said what game of thrones is about to be what on what season eight. Oh, i thought i thought it was in the six or something no 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 eight, season, season eight is coming okay, yeah, yeah, yeah season eight so game of they game of thrones may let someone lease out like the first three seasons but because four five six and seven are so fresh they're never going to Yeah, but to you don't think he can't out? play hardball back and say, yeah, we got a prequel show coming up. And if you want my content for that prequel show, don't you think? But you what's what's more valuable? Play ball as far as what Game, Game of Thrones is season, a show that's coming to its end or mm-hmm. the four or five prequel shows that HBO basically has slotted. Yeah. Tell me the I- future or the past. Who I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm I don't. I, I don't know. Like I think each side can make its argument, but I think if I'm George R. R. Smith and I know HBO wants three uh, prequel shows for me, you got to play ball with me too. Now, yeah, but that, that's not to 
that's not, if I wanted to use that's Game a hell of Thrones a way content to burn a bridge. on my network. Yeah, that's a hell of a way to burn. Hell a bridge. of a way for HBO to burn a bridge too for their top grossing show. No, well, like it, because it it wouldn't make business like that's like almost like HBO competing with itself. You know what I mean? Like, why would they? Why would they? They have this exactly issue. though. I I'm I don't know what you mean by that. So you, so so you're George saying R. like George R. 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 Martin network. would go to HBO and say like you know I'm starting my own network. I want to be able to show um, the Game of Thrones series on my network. Yeah. Like, let's say uh, HBO says sure. You know we'll give you seasons one through five. But yeah. The, the, but the two most recent seasons that content. Yeah, is I think new. that's something that sounds very negotiable and agreeable. Like, I don't know how much, but, 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 how much I, I, money I would have to push back have to be able to lease it, that well, content. Well, that and distribute I, I'd have to push back because we, we already have precedent for that, right? You mentioned it yourself, Disney and Netflix, right? There's a reason why Disney's not saying you guys can keep those uh, Netflix shows because it actually makes sense that you guys would keep them, right? Like they're already on there. Everybody knows they're associated with you. Why don't we just keep that train going? We'll start our own um, streaming service. Uh, and then all the new content that we make, all the new movies that we have coming out, they're all going to be shown on this new thing. The There's, response to that is Disney hasn't taken everything away from Netflix. They're, they they're still No, no, no. Daredevil. Um, There's still a new Punisher coming out. Jessica Jones is scheduled. And that's coming out. Taken, and that's coming out for certain under Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, a December Punisher is coming out, and I no, think no, in no. January. But the, the, so Disney's things is it's not coming until like twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We don't know for what all they're taking away. We don't. No, no, we do that, know they canceled. No, no. But that's what I'm two saying. Shows. To, that's what I'm saying. We actually do know. Like so, for instance, all the movies that they have, they're all gone. They're they're all going to be taken off of Netflix. I know they're gonna they're gonna. Uh, I think Avengers Infinity War is going to be the last thing that actually comes out and it's going to be like short lived, right? Because yeah. it's not going to, you know, they're not going to extend it past whenever they're going to come out with this new um, streaming service. Um, I don't know if Daredevil, Jessica Jones, all those things are staying at Netflix. Yeah, I, I, I mean, don't know either. And, and if they do, uh, Netflix is going to lease it and pay a lot of money for it. Yeah. But, and Netflix. Which is, they already do, you know? Yeah, Netflix is probably going to be like, you know, how what is the return on leasing exactly. that content yeah. and distributing it on us versus how much we're paying them? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's out of the question for him to get a couple seasons at a time well, well, of game of Thrones while still creating new content for HBO. Yeah. That's but, going to be HBO's biggest earners. Yeah. I, I just think that time. is like the, mo- the money it costs to lease all of that content. I know you mentioned like pulling content in from like his, uh, like a sci-fi series or whatever. The money it would, it would cost, yeah. the negotiation, the lawyers, the I contracts. don't know how much it would have but, to okay, cost. But, but I, either, I, either way, let's... Uh, you, you, yeah, we, we don't know these things. Fair uh, enough. The, know, the, the, the main know. thing that you were talking about was who would we like to see get our yeah, network? Yeah, yeah. So that, let's that's just go with that. Fuck. I mean, to me, it was not going to be any particular person unless this person just has like... A massive amount of content that like they who does i mean you could say like what like scorsese yeah, or but you even could scorsese, say spielberg he's directed under mgm he's directed exactly under Paramount. so like, scorsese would have to but he, okay but but it, all things being even if they if there was a fucking magic wand it's my ray liotta network I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that it would just be good fellas on your every good uh, fellas. Repeat. yeah that's the only one that's the only one i don't i, I don't I really like I, any other ray liotta movies I what other the ray, live stream you would between... have access to game um to grand theft auto uh miami vice 
Wait, what? That's a video game, though. Yeah. Wait, what are you talking about? Ray Liotta Network. He was he was the voice. He was the but voice. But d- like we're talking about TV networks. That's what we're talking like, about. Right? You're thinking too small. Why can't you know they? We're acting like how would that a work? Platform think, can be created where you can play a, a, so a video game or TV. <laughs> Do I play his? Is that the game Between the one hour <laughs> slot. Yeah. yeah what do you? One, what do you, one hour why, slot. Why would that? So you're, you're talking about a TV network. That's why I'm very confused. Yeah. Where you, where in, so what you're wait, talking wait, wait. about now is a streaming service. Yeah. Okay. But like a, a, no, a TV network. network is not the same as a streaming service. A network and however you want to say it. It could be a TV service that's independent. It could be something but that it, you... Even Netflix is on Comcast, so I'm not sure. No, no. Okay. So you, even if you have a, a streaming... Yes, it is. Netflix is on Comcast? Yes. Yes, yes. I, sir, have No, what is their application... It, is yes. that what you're talking about? Netflix yeah. and YouTube are on Comcast. Yeah, they're the application. But you can still stream Netflix if you have Verizon. Through Verizon? Yeah. You as long as you, can you? have internet. I don't know. Yes. You can you can stream I, Netflix basically I, through everything. Wait, wait, I didn't say you couldn't. <laughs> what I'm saying you're is, asking is if what I'm <laughs> saying is you can stream different things through this different guy. things. Okay. You, All right. We're, we're, okay. Okay. We're there we're, isn't we're, a world. There isn't a world where you can't play a video game through a streaming Fair enough. service. Fair enough. Okay. We're, we're getting hung up on my. Yeah. Does, so, I, I don't know why. Really Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta network, right? Yeah. I, okay. Ray Liotta network. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think so if I if I had a if I had to choose, I don't think I would choose anybody who I actually liked. Okay. I would choose somebody who sounds sad. But I could no a, because it's like I wouldn't want to choose. I know. Yikes. I wouldn't want to choose somebody I like because. I, I don't want to get tired of their stuff. There's a reason why I don't watch. That's why you hit you the know. off button, sir. No, but if I look, man, if I fucking see Interstellar like, no, 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 on no, no, TV or this network, I'm going to be like, I'm watching Interstellar right now for the next two hours. Every fucking time I see it, which is going to be often since he only has Christopher Nolan only has like fucking, you know, eight movies to his, you know, to, to his resume. It's going to be the same fucking eight movies on repeat, you know? Um, so I don't think I would choose somebody who I, like liked you know i would choose somebody who i'm like eh you know they have an extensive catalog i don't mind so i probably go with spielberg i don't necessarily like spielberg's movies um as a whole but he has such a long catalog and such a diverse catalog that i'd be like you know what i wouldn't mind that you know because you know for every fucking et which i hate um and i know you know somebody's fucking throwing up right now because i said i hate et uh but not the first person um, i heard say that yeah um but it's like a thing right you're you're supposed to love et you're supposed supposed to to, but i think there are people there's a lot of fake et lovers there really are secretly everyone isn't impressed by by, look i wasn't impressed when i was a kid i like Um, the movie but i'm not like (sighs) uh but for every et there's a color purple there's a minority report you know Mm -hmm. um there's these movies that are just like okay these are bona fide hits what can i tell you you know um so i would probably go with spielberg that's that's a good one spielberg spielberg network yeah but I think what you can do with that is it branches off in so many ways. It's not just Spielberg's movies or what we think we know. There's um, other things that Spielberg may have the right to that we don't even know, you know, or things that he can negotiate that that could be on the network. You know, I think that's the fun part about it. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, th- I think um, one thing I'd really like to see is um, and I don't think it's something that's so impossible. um and it would have to be a cooperation between a lot of different parties, but seasonal seasonal networks, Halloween network, um, when we get a lot of horror flicks in, uh, Christmas I network, we get stuff like that. I, 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 I think I, we I get a lot of yeah. channels, but we don't have one thing dedicated to pulling in everything that's out there. 
I mean, I think networks, obviously, they air their Halloween content, right? So if I'm yeah. a network, right? Like you got AMC. Yeah. If I'm FX and it's ho- it's Halloween season and like, the Halloween network comes to me and says, hey, we want, you know, these shows or these movies to air on our network because it's, you know, the th- that particular season, I'm just going to say, like, no, we were going to air this stuff. Um, on our network anyway. To me, and what you do is you split the cost of what you get from well, you, well, you split the cost and you split in, you split the, the, the business of what the, um you know, the, the commercials who are paying for those spots, what they bring in. And I, I think it's, I think it's fair play to me. The, Everything doesn't have to be a, a fight. The, hey, the, can we get Halloween three and we'll split the money that uh, Tylenol pays for that commercial spot. All right. But like if, if you're networking and your concern is profit, right? We want to make as much profit as possible. Why am I going to lease out my content to you and then split the profit of sponsors when I could just keep that because, content in the house? Because you got someone watching it on your network and my network. It's two places now. There's money coming in from two places. But no, no. But, but, he, like, but like think through that though, right? Like why if I have my own network that I can sell my shit on, why would I then let you like, like, in fact, people have to come to me to see this shit. Why would I then allow them to go to you, my competitor? To because see I don't think shit? everyone is banging down a door just to see that. I'm not like, all right, for instance, if if I can't watch something because I don't have access to this, I'm not like going to cry. I'm just going to find something else to watch. And I think that's no, but it, you do have access to it. You have the place that's showing it. No, but whatever network, let's say I don't have, or or let's say I want to watch it on demand. It, I either have to be there when it's on. All of these things aren't just so, accessible so we put without our, a fee. So we put our content on demand. Right, but but you also then maybe have to pay for that three ninety nine. For instance, Comcast. Yeah, but okay, you don't yeah. think you would like? I don't. I'm I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm just I'm trying to understand what you're saying. Like I'm I'm not trying to ask me a question to figure out where you're confused. All right, so at. so I'll say this. I am network A, right? Yeah. You're network B. Yeah. And I have original content, right? Like a movie that was produced under my network, right? Under Are we doing are we going horror movie? Sure. Halloween right. horror movies. So under studio under network studio A, we produce content, right? And Halloween season's coming around and we're gonna show a particular movie six times throughout the month of October at different time slots. We've got sponsors lined up to air commercial ads during those time slots because it's relevant to the movie some way or another. Um, and you come to us and say, hey, we wanna lease that movie, that content um, during Halloween season as well. You're obviously gonna pay us for it. Um, what would be the incentive for me to allow you to lease this content from me? Because your original content is being shown in, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's be, like the distribution is greater, right? Now yeah, it's being shown in two places. What's the word? What's the word? Um, what, more visible, more? Yeah, when when something is being heard or listened to on multiple platforms. Uh, right. The, I think Syndicated, the, more in a way. But there, there's a reason why no, every... I, Every is that is that syndication? Yeah. Syndication is just when you like so for instance uh Friends as a show is yeah. syndicated on multiple know, networks. Yeah, but there's a reason why every network doesn't go out and grab Friends for one. Yeah. Right. It's a fucking mm-hmm. shit ton of money to have something syndicated. That's why when you have a show that's passed like what three or four seasons you're like 
we fucking struck gold because yeah. for every fucking uh season that we put out uh you know, uh, this show is going to get picked up, syndicated. Everybody gets paid continuously. The, the hearing how much money everybody from Friends makes for the syndication of Friends, it's sickening. Honestly, David Schwimmer, he you may see, oh man, he's kind of not, not a good actor. That dude's rolling in dough, caked up, just from that, just from Friends. But anyways, yeah. um, but the, the 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 problem that I keep coming back to with this thing, uh, this idea is that. Um, because they already kind of do that. To, to be perfectly honest with you, this idea isn't anything like new. It's a very no, it's, it's not a very old idea. But the, the problem becomes when you talk because you're talking about this in terms of like, okay, if I create like a new network, then I would take that content that I would show on mine and allow other people to show it as well, right? That's if I'm understanding you correctly, yeah. right? If I'm creating a new network, right? Why would I then take the content that's supposed to be the flagship of my of my uh, uh, of my network, um, and then let others ha- have it because then the it's same like, reason why, why you're but, the Baltimore Orioles and you allow the Washington Nationals to have a team in your backyard. Because no, you, you don't say, allow the Washington Nationals. No, you it's, did allow them. They can't have. They can't. You can't just pull up with the team and. They're in two different. They're, yeah, in, no, they're not. One's no, they're in not. DC. One's in Baltimore. Fabe, it's the MLB. That allows an expansion yeah, you, team. Wow, you think Orioles. it's that simple? No, no, well, no. I mean, I'm no, sure. No, 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 so, I'm, so I won't go owners, no further because I know I'm not going to get through the, to you. The, if you think it's that simple, you're going to think it's that simple even after the I MLB tell you. The MLB owners have to allow. No, for you, example, in the NFL, when when uh, they created the Texans, right? The Texans were an expansion team. Yeah. So the uh, the thirty-two, uh, the NFL one at that. Yeah, point the NFL time. owners association. So all the owners in the NFL. Um, got together in a meeting with the commissioner or whatnot, and they had to vote on it, right? Majority uh, won. I'm sure Jerry Jones didn't want another football team in Texas, yeah. but b- so the majority the Texas vote. owner has to present a good enough reason and come up with a deal that, and, and uh, frankly, but how, how does it, how frankly, does it, that's how, way different. How does it, but how it wasn't does it, for wait, Jerry Jones to on, allow quick, or quick, not allow. Quick, quick, quick question. So how does it work in Baltimore? All right, let me just tell you the facts. Can I can I get through my? I'm asking you a question. Right, okay. Let me get through. It. How does it benefit Baltimore to have the Nationals? Like, it doesn't. What, it, that's what I'm saying. So it then, doesn't. All right, how, well, get, they, didn't, the they didn't allow this though. You, like, they, it's not they like did they allow it. it. No, no. Listen. Do you know what Masson is? The TV network. Sure. Yeah. Mid Atlantic Sports. Do you do? Right, do you know the breakdown of it? Like what? What do you What are you trying to get at? I'm asking because you guys break are just down. speaking of it. The Mid-Atlantic Sports Do you know the Washington Nationals? Mm-hmm. The Masson is owned by the Orioles, of uh, the owner of the Orioles. Okay. The Washington Nationals get their baseball games played on Masson. Okay. They have to give a percentage of the revenue that they make mm-hmm. to the Orioles owner and to the or- Orioles ownership. Okay. They're in court right now fighting over that because it's a deal that the nationals accepted in order to be able to place a team in DC because they're stealing or not stealing, but they're that's the Orioles market. Washington is a heavy Orioles market, Northern Virginia, and even deeper into the Virginia. And the Orioles are the only team that has, there isn't a baseball team in Virginia. There isn't a baseball team in North Carolina. There isn't a baseball team in Delaware. You have all of that. If you're the Baltimore, you have basically the mid Atlantic area. And then when you allow another team to come in 40 miles down the road, they have to say, all right, we're forking up this. This is what we, this is what we, uh, this is our deal for us to come here. Right. So you're, you're mixing two different things, right? So you're mixing whether or not the team 
was allowed to no 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 you're not understanding they had to fork up a percentage of profit to even be in existence right but, but to, to for for the games to be streamed live on mass and they have to pay the owner or of the Oreos yeah. for the or they wouldn't that, have a team that, that's the tv deal but, that's but, the no, no 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 in order to get the team you're just saying that but what i'm saying i get what you mean in order to get no wait 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 he's incorrect let me speak on it no, Arane, they wouldn't have had a team at all if they didn't strike that deal because you can't just pull right. up in people's backyards and take their revenue. Absolutely. Okay, okay, so so to say... To, 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 right, to, to, yes, to, please no, no, do. No, fair, no, fair, fair I'd enough. like you to be no, no, more fair, fair enough. In, in order to sum up, right, because we, we spent clearly too much time on yeah. Um Even in that case, right, Would Balt, if, if it were Baltimore's choice, right, would we have a national team? No, unless they're getting some... <laughs> unless they're we, increasing their profits that, by getting... Not, is that not what I originally said? No, no. I, I don't know what you said, but no, no, no. I know you don't but know what I originally said. <laughs> it is. The, it depends on the slice of the cake that you're getting. Maybe either you say, no, I don't want them to have a team. But you just said or, it yourself. You have, the, you have all these markets, right? Yeah. We already have the market. Why do we, why do we need the nationals? Because For, maybe it's inevitable, but you have to strike a deal saying, okay, they can come right? if I, I get 30% okay. of their profits. But follow, follow the logic here, Fabe. Yeah. If I'm a new network, right? I have my own content, right? I have all these movies. I have these library of movies, right? Yeah. That is supposed to be the reason why people come to my network. Why would I then take that same content that I'm using to have people come to my network, give it to my competitors to say, hey, you can also show this because Why now you're getting 30 percent of different revenue that you didn't have before. No, but I'm trying to attract them to my network. Right. OK. 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 Here's a compromise. I could see you saying, OK, none of this is none of this let is me, concrete. Let fair me fair enough. There's two things. There's the can I, I can have the whole market and I get what you're saying to, to, to just make this short. There's two things. I either got the whole market or I let someone else come in and they have to split their profits. And I think that's what happens every day. You just have to choose which one you want. So sure. I think there's an upside and a downside to each situation. Okay. Just to make it short. Fair enough. All right. Uh, so we are on to uh, other things. Um, what was the next topic? That was our next topic was. Oh, Aqua. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Oh, we don't. Aqua. Yeah, uh, let's spend five minutes on Aqua because I'm very curious about this. Uh, we have the Aquaman movie dropping um, in uh, in about a month or so, um, and it's going to be DC's next uh, up at bat. Um, so, of course, we're looking for them to strike out as usual. Uh, but apparently the uh, the earlier reviews say this might not be a strikeout. This might be a... Um, at least a base hit. I don't know if it's going to be a home run necessarily, but uh, at least a base hit is going to be. I th- what, what are our thoughts? What do we think? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a, um, at least uh, maybe not a home run, but a triple, a triple at the box office. And because I, I think this is a character that people are curious about, want to see, want to know something about. Um, and I think the actor in it is is, is gold. Um, Jason Momoa. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I think a lot of people are interested in him and, and liked him in the role um, from everyone I that I've just heard from, whether online or in person. Everyone was kind of psyched that that he got that job because they loved him from, uh, you know, uh, Kyle Drogo in, in, in Game of Thrones. And the, the fact that he's married to um, fuck, what's her name? Amelia Clark. No, 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 no. In real life, 
what's her name in real life? I don't I don't know if no, I'm talking I'm, about the right lady. No, um from from um from the Cosby's. Um the light skin chick. Oh Lisa 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 Benet. Lisa Benet. He's, oh yeah, he is yeah, married. He's exactly. Oh, so sure. that's a little bit more pub for all of that. But people really like this. So I, I think this num this movie might do the numbers, and I, I think it'll at least maybe not be a home run per se. It's, it might not break Wonder Woman or even uh the Justice League. But I think it will do numbers based on those reasons. Well, it's, here's the thing: is it's going to do numbers? Like yeah, the, the DC sure. movies do numbers. They're not as good as Marvel's, yeah. obviously, but they do do numbers. Will it actually be good though? Is is what I'm asking. Um, like I, I don't know. I, I think it'll be enough to even consider a part two. I think they go in there and say, "Do we have enough?" And it's not gonna be like they don't go in there and say, "Look, guys, we don't have enough to warrant a part two. But I think they'll do enough where we say, "I don't know. I, I think we got enough." You know, it is going to be on the fence and they're going to they're going to be in that office debating whether they make it or not. And it's not going to be a downright. No, this 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 doesn't get a part two. All right. So, I mean, I just have like thoughts on like Aqua before the movie Aquaman and the whole like DC universe and like the way and I think we talked about this off the air initially and, and I'm probably not answering the question that you asked, but um Fabe, you, you and I talked about this before we started recording. The Aquaman movie, to me, it looks like it's going to suck because Aquaman, the character, is not being portrayed like more in line with how he's portrayed in the comic books, right? Yeah. Aquaman is, you know, one of the more serious characters in the DC universe. Um, Aquaman is pissed off, right? He's pissed at how um, the oceans have been like polluted and uh, treated and disrespected by um humans and and uh uh mutants alike he's aquaman is very upset he's pissed off um the the way that aquaman was portrayed in the most recent movie um superman vs batman i think it was or the justice league movie he's you know he's like the comic relief right he's a clown um his strength is is undermined or overshadowed greatly by Superman's. He even looks like a bitch compared to like Cyborg and, and some of the other <laughs> characters. He? Yeah. All those tattoos. I don't know. I mean, he's big and strong, Jason, yeah. Jason Momoa, but like the character itself has, I've not seen the character portrayed in, in, um, in an accurate light outside of, some of the comic books, right? If you look at his lineage, I mean, I think that's all there. <laughs> he's that, he, that is what he, the lineage he's is. He's a descendant of Apollo, right? Apollo is the god of the sea. I thought uh, it was Poseidon. Oh, I'm sorry, Poseidon. I think Poseidon. no, no, no. Yeah, I Apollo think that's is the different god of the based sun. on Greek and Roman mythology. Um, no, no, no. Uh, Poseidon. Apollo is the god of the sun, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Poseidon is the god of the sea. Yeah. No, no. I'm saying uh, Poseidon. I think is. I don't know if it's Greek or Roman, but. Greek or Roman mythology has two different gods for sun, sea, yeah. etc. The, the one that acknowledges Poseidon, I don't know. Yeah, fuck, yeah. Fuck the other. I don't know either. I don't know either. But <laughs> I was saying you weren't Romans. right if you did Let's get Apollo the Greek one. or wrong. I mean, um, so uh, you know, being a descendant of a god, right? Yeah. Um, Aquaman's strength is, you know, should be somewhat closer to like god level strength. Where you you look at like Superman, right? Who's essentially uh, a being from another planet whose our sun's rays make him stronger. One, you know, the, the, the background kind of says one should be far, not far superior, but much stronger than the other. Whereas Aquaman's always meant to look like this bitch who just 
swimming with dolphins and, you know, he can breathe underwater, um, but get out the way for the most part. Let Superman do his thing. And, and I, I dislike how he's not portrayed in the light that he should be relative to his like strength and his just presence in the universe or the DC universe. Um, and I don't like the way the character is being played by Jason Momoa, who looks the part. I don't think his acting ability or his range is strong enough to play the character the way it should be played more consistent to the comic books. Well, to, to um back up what you were saying based on what we were talking about before, um, yeah, I, I agree because um, like I was watching um, a, a video on YouTube the other day and he was kind of basically saying how... Uh, basically DC characters have been put in film and even Marvel to extent to not really reflect, um, their true characters in the comics. Um, for instance, if you watch Spider-Man with, uh, Tobey Maguire, he was saying how, and I, I think this is true. Cause I think I even was influenced enough to kind of think that for a while that, that his Spider-Man's webs come from his arm, which they don't. But if you go back and watch the film, they do show him just at the lunch table shooting webs out at without a suit. Yeah. And basically the movies and TV shows have a stronger influence of what you think of a character than the comic books do, because not a lot of people are reading the comic books. And I'm not saying I'm out here reading every comic book, but you don't get an accurate representation. And Aquaman has been made to look like as more or less as a joke. And for instance, um, when he got clowned on like the family guy, um, they were like, I you're more useless that. than Aquaman. And then yeah. like, he's been like, Aquaman has been kind of, kind of a clown and miss, but misrepresented. And, and I do hope that they represent him a little bit more strongly in this movie. I disagree that Jason Momoa is the wrong guy. I, I no, He's the right guy for sure. He looks, he looks like, yeah, he physically, he looks like his acting. Um, I, I don't think the humor that he brings is the wrong approach. I just hope they can blend. I just hope you can have a guy who who is who can bring humor, but at the same time represent what he does bring. And I kind of do wish they did approach the first movie from the aspect of, hey, I'm fucking pissed off at these motherfuckers on Earth polluting the water. Here's me, Aquaman. Fuck all that shit. Y'all need to stop versus... The, your typical origin story is my dad and my uncle or whatever they got going on in this movie that you you've seen enough previews to kind of understand what they're bringing but that to me i i don't know i'm I'm over like the the corny origin story of all of that just like what's his issue who's this got beef with for real let's do that and i i think like you were saying his real true beef or not his only is with earth and the way they pollute and, and I, I do kind of wish they would have went that approach i think that would have been cool yeah uh no everything that you guys are saying is nonsense uh <laughs> and the reason why is because um we let go of them portraying characters accurately from the comics and then on top of that what is accurate from the comics like you look at any character in any given comic you can find 10 different versions of that character yeah it depends on who's writing them what story they're telling Right. Um, so there is no true Aquaman. It's whatever, whoever's writing that story that that month or that issue. Right. Is, is who's telling is who decides what Aquaman is in that in that uh, thing. As for, you know, him, you know, too much humor or whatever. That's not really on him. That's not really his portrayal of it. Uh, that's 
the writers you know that's yeah. the people who are creating the movie they're yeah. the ones who get to decide how much comedy they add into it they could very easily write a non-funny aquaman or a much more serious character yeah. but they purposely which is why decided, i said jason momoa is the right guy yeah the but way I, th- I thought you said you didn't like the way he portrayed or the, his his acting well um well i i guess the 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 better the better way to phrase it would be mm-hmm. i don't like the way his character was written okay yeah yeah right, fair enough but continue um uh i i think that uh, but I, th- I think we're looking at that in a vacuum right like because if you remember it was uh before we got justice league we had batman versus superman right and what did everybody say about batman versus superman it's, it's too serious it's we need some comedy here where are the last why doesn't superman smile you know uh, why don't they hug it out like bros you know um that's what everybody said about batman versus superman so what did they do with uh uh, with Justice League, they decided to go make a sharp turn left, right? Where now they had they got the Flash, who's funny. They've got Aquaman, who's funny. Even Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman gets some. Even Batman gets some. You know, get some humor in there, right? They purposely went this route of hey, let's make these characters fun, funny, because they see what Marvel's doing, right? Somehow they're able to inter- interject comedy with Captain America with a serious and his, you know, fucking you know statue like that he is. They're still able to introduce us with the uh, comedy with fucking Thor. Who would have fucking thought Thor could be a funny character that everybody yeah. thought was oh my god, sure. this is hilarious, you know? Yeah. Um, they've clearly got Robert Downey Jr. with uh, Iron Man. He's always saying something funny or yeah, he's you know, more like sarcastic. Dries, dries. Yeah, I mean, I think with Thor, how they get it right, how they allow him to be like kind of like the comedic relief in some situations is being very still consistent with like how important his character is and how powerful he is. Like, well, you, you I, I, know, Thor is. Well, I, I think the, the way that they're able to do that, though, is because they've had three movies plus the to, Avengers to, build, yeah. to be able to do that, right? Yeah. If you came out of the gate with fucking Thor, this funny, zany character, everybody would be like, Who's this asshole? Yeah, because I I think in when did Thor first appear? Yeah, in the first Thor movie. Was it he didn't appear in in, uh, the uh, Iron Man? Any of the? No, no, it was it was the first. Was there a Thor movie before an Avengers movie? Yes. Okay, so uh, so they they had everybody before. before. Before, before the Avengers, Avengers. Okay. they yeah, had yeah, yeah. The, sadly, I think, and not many people well, know this. No, but what but actually kicked off the DC universe was actually the Incredible Hulk. Uh, you say what? But what actually we, kicked off the or not DC universe? The oh, Marvel okay. universe. Was, <laughs> I was yeah, I was um, yeah was Hulk kicked the Hulk. it off. Yeah. Uh, then it was Iron Man, and then uh, yeah. I think it was uh, it was either Thor or Captain America that came next. I thought I swear there was an event. You could be right. I I just thought Avengers I mean, movie came out before. Thor did no, 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 no. Because no, 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 we already no. knew who Thor was point, by the time was, Avengers came well, out. Well, to that point, Thor was funny in his first movie before he made an appearance in the Avengers. Not like he was in Part Three. No, yeah, no, no, no. The like, first time he appears on Earth, they get him a beer and yeah, he throws it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was, instead it was of orders another one, he throws it down and it says, was, "Give me another." Yeah, it was it was and coffee. It was coffee, but that was, no, it was a beer. It was a beer. It was a beer. They were in a coffee shop. It was a coffee. It was mug. a beer. It was a beer. You can look. This is you can look this up. This I don't have to. Okay. okay. Uh, anyways, it was a beer. I um, think it was, it was a, a pint. Do you think it was a beer? It was a beer. I think they were at a bar. Yeah. It was okay. All right. I, 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 I could be wrong, but either way, you're right. He does smash the glass. Right, so either way, he presented himself as funny before. Right. The but Avengers. what I'm saying is that was one scene out of an entire movie. That but was but two okay. Hours. Okay. the character that. was not like he's he was not a funny not character. There to yeah. joke. Right. Yeah. yeah okay. Even um, he even said in the in, in that one, I'm not in a gaming mood or something like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> um, I get that. So, so my overall thing with this is uh, I actually don't expect uh, Aquaman to be any good, but it's not necessarily even for like the reasons that 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 you all listed. It's for the reasons that I'll always come back to with DC movies. They will find some way to screw it up. Batman versus Superman. You're just supposed to. That's just you're supposed to say that, and that's immediately supposed to sell out all theaters, may break all kind of records, and you don't even have to give us a good story. You don't yeah. even have to give us even a decent story. You I just have Jason to just put the characters <laughs> was better than Batman versus Superman. It might have been. Uh, it's on the same level. I don't know. At the very but, minimum. But, but to the point of the guy who I was watching, who and I'm not holding them as great in everything he says because there were things I disagree with, but. What he was saying was basically when you look at the comics and you you can say like, yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of different comics who had different Superman stories or Batman stories or Aquaman stories. But when you look at Superman, why hit the movies and seems to not why it's hard to make a good one because they do make him unrelatable. He only cares about Lois Lane saving her. Um, even in this latest one of Batman versus Superman or in the Superman movie, he, he kind of just comes off and he does seem very just cold. Can I, can I, not can I, smiling. I don't think it's really for any of those reasons. I think the core reason why it's hard to tell us or, or why it's been hard for them to, to, to show us, a, especially in today's day and age back then with the Christopher Reeves, uh, Superman, it wasn't that hard because super uh, superhero movies weren't really that big of a thing nobody's really expecting too much from it were, were very low yeah. very low um the reason why it's hard today to tell that same story or to, to to get his character across it's not because of he doesn't care about very much although that does have something to do with it the main reason is because he's all powerful right what do I, we i don't think that's what it is fair enough but uh what do we enjoy in all of our characters right it's uh, it's that they're flawed in some way, right? Captain America, stupid strong, right? But uh, but what happens? He still bleeds, right? He's like when he's in a fight, he's in a fight. He's not in a. I'm just gonna knock around the city for three hours. I'm not gonna have one ounce of like. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna show any blood or anything. I'm not really even gonna show that I'm hurt, you know. Unless somebody brings some fucking kryptonite along, then all of a sudden, you know, things get iffy. He's like, no, Captain America, you can break him. He's breakable, you know. Um, Iron Man, he's breakable, you know. All these, even the Hulk, to some degree, when he's Bruce Banner, he's still breakable in, in some way. He may not be able to die, or whatever the case is, but he's still. And honestly speaking, I think that's why maybe why we don't really get so much of the Hulk as far as like his own thing, right? Is because that's kind of a hard story to like build empathy for. You know, that's why the first we had two Hulk movies consecutive back to back. And, and, really and, and they went it. that route. They went the empathy route where it's, I don't want this power. Yes. I, don't, I don't want to be the Hulk. And people yeah. were like, get the fuck out of here. Bring <laughs> Mark Ruffalo in. Let him get angry yeah. on that bridge. It, it's, it's because they're all powerful, you know? And, and I think when you have an all powerful character, it's hard. No, but it's, it's hard to make that person human when they can't really be hurt. You yeah. Know what so I mean? what no. is Aquaman's? Law. But no, no, no. And why I disagree with that, and I'll get the Aquaman's flaw, which honestly I don't have a great uh, answer for. But no, they, they, it's been proven that you can have an all-powerful character, but still make him like a, have a good movie and and show empathy and sympathy to him, which is uh, Thor. He is as all-powerful in his own universe as Superman is. Uh, Thor got his eye ripped out. 
exactly is what i'm saying but they made him all powerful but he still was breakable like you just said but with an all powerful figure i just said you make the character breakable right yeah where when has superman ever had his eye what i'm saying they haven't done that they only show him that's what we're saying thor has been the same thing at least so no, he, he's a he's the god of thunder he's the one who had the last no no but he's not he's not against, he's not uh, superman though yeah he's not superman right what i mean by all powerful is what have what has in any of the superman movies right outside of them bringing in kryptonite i'm like all right kryptonite now breaks you down right when has he ever fought somebody like uh the whole fight that he had with zod right we never really thought he was gonna fucking lose that fight we never yeah, thought that he was in jeopardy was you know unless you bring in kryptonite which i think is it's like um it, what do they call that uh there's a there's a exact term for it where they bring in this outside thing that it's like all right this thing that changes everything yeah. all of a sudden right um I don't feel like that's a reliable way to tell a story. That's not the way you build empathy is by bringing I, I, something I would say else the out. biggest issue with Superman is that he is unrelatable. And that's why me personally, when Superman movies or projects come out, I'm just like, I, I don't care because they always present him. He doesn't care about anything else but Lois Lane. Yeah. And I don't give a fuck about the, how much you love Lois Lane. The, like, the, come on. the reason why I'll push back against that is because, of course, you can relate to a Superman movie outside of him being Superman. No, Listen to me outside of him being okay maybe not even just you right you don't right i actually relate to superman right because i think everybody has a bit of superman and clark kent in them right we all have uh this part of us that uh is the very vulnerable very sort of uh weak side and then we have another side of us that we feel like it's all powerful that yeah. it can't be broken right and i feel like that's a very relatable story it's it's what every other superhero is based on why can we relate more to a Spider-Man who's dealing essentially with the same issues that Superman is dealing with from that perspective. Uh, we can relate more to Spider-Man, but we can't relate to Superman, right? No, honestly, that's probably I think, why I don't I don't love the Spider-Man listen, character either. I think you relate to Not Superman one of my favorites. very loosely. Like, you know, you relate to him in the in the sense of like his wanting to be more like more human, his wanting to just be an average person living an average life, his wanting to, you know, be in love and have a life outside of like what his destiny is, but you more so aspire to be like Superman and, you know, to be great, to be the hero. Some to, people would say to be unflawed. Um, it, it's less like relation, more aspiration. That's how I see Superman. Right. Um, with, you know, a character like Thor, I think it's more, um, it's like, you know, he's beatable. You know that he is flawed, and like that's why you relate to a character. He's fighting like that. for Asgard, not just one human but, being. But Superman is fighting for the human race. Barely when, in the when, movies, when he barely when how's he, he, how's he barely to, barely everything he does is for Lois Lane. No. Everything. No, he fought Zod in Man of Steel because to save Zod, yeah yeah to he's save got Earth. bad guys he's got bad guys but everything he does is Superman for Lois is an Lane. alien. They got from a TV show called Lois and Clark who doesn't have to. Superman doesn't have to defend Earth or save humans. Superman is nothing without the idea of... And what it's presented to. I'm not talking about in the comics, but what you see on TV and movies is his love for Lois Lane. Wait, so in all of the Spider-Man, literally all of them, I said the same thing. That's why I don't care much because... Who's your character? Who's your character? Who's your favorite comic book that you've seen? Wolverine and Batman from East Universe. So you're you're telling me that Wolverine, literally Wolverine does almost everything that he does is for Jean Grey. No. What? (laughs) 
Wait, so so okay, so Wolverine in, is very selfish, and he does most of. What I just he got done. But no, okay, fine. Let me all right, let me say this. I just got done listening so, to right. Wolverine: A Long Night, a podcast story no, 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 where none no, of those I'm characters talking, are I'm in. I'm talking it. about in films and on TV, right? What does Wolverine care about outside of Jean Grey? I think he cares about his history, who he is. He's on a constant quest to find that. I think that's as big as a, a story. But that's not. As, that's that's not, no, 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 yeah, no, no. You him. ask me. I think who his finding out who his history is and finding out where he comes from is as big of a story okay. to him as his love for Jean Grey. Fair enough. But isn't that like that's very specific to himself, right? That's him. So, so what you're saying is he cares about him, his background, his history, and Jean Grey. Sure, I guess so. Then okay. that's nobody yeah, else. Then yeah, fair enough. All right. Um, no, but he sticks his neck out every day okay. to fight so, humanity. But so we all so think, Superman. So yeah. So so long story short, uh, you think Aquaman's not going to do very well? All right. Let me ask you this: do, is, is Superman willing to kill? On, is dog. Superman willing to kill his lover? I think Aquaman is. Ah, I just don't like the one he didn't answer. Basically, from what I've seen so far in the Aquaman character. Uh, I don't like the lens, I'm not gonna the let perspective you hold that down. this story is being held or is being told from. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have high expectations for it. I hope it's great. I don't have high expectations for it. Yeah. Um. No. I. I think. Um. I. I think it'll do numbers, and I think we'll be surprised by. Uh. And I haven't looked at what critical acclaim it might have already received from insiders who got to see it early, but I, I think we'll be surprised, and I think we'll like this movie. Uh, I think it'll just do basically what all the other DC movies do, which is yeah. do numbers at the box office, but not be very critically acclaimed. I think, I don't know, there might be some payola going on with the, all these critics saying, oh, we, we like that. Yeah. Sure. Where's Probably. the check? Probably. <laughs> when that Venmo transfer goes through. <laughs> and Superman it. would never kill Lois Lane. Uh, okay. Like we, like Wolverine would kill Jean Grey. Okay. Fair enough. That, that, proves, that proves you're right. Doesn't that prove anything. But it's just a statement that is true. Okay. Then that proves nothing. <laughs> all right. Nope. Um, all right. Um, all right. You know what, ladies and gentlemen, you guys, you guys have been waiting for it. You've been patient. Um, you know, I hear the whispers in the streets. I hear everybody talk. But you know what? When they gonna do that press play? Somebody ran up on me earlier and said, "Yo, what the hell are you doing here, man? When are you gonna drop that press play?" You know what? You should have told him it's now. <laughs> Press play Creed 2 Let's go Let's not waste any fucking time Let's get right into the fucking let, Let's get right into the, the goods here Truth be told We've been getting some love on Twitter About this uh, People talking about us Talking about Creed 2 A lot of likes and retweets Oh okay. yeah That's yeah. to be expected right hey, there you know what, what else are they going to talk about You know We we, we are what what's on everybody's lips We, yeah, we, we have you in the streets though Hey Hey She's been talking We have you out Mad there Mad in the streets Um. Okay so we got our press play, Cree 2, um, uh, directed by uh, Stephen Cable Jr. Um, the Cree uh, uh, 2 is basically the story of uh, under the tutelage of Rocky Balboa, uh, lightweight, uh, light heavyweight contender Adonis Creed faces off against uh, Victor Drago, son of Ivan Drago. That's where we that's that's pretty much where we start this thing man and um for those who don't know creed one was a fantastic movie uh directed by ryan kogler um and so this one had a lot of lofty expectations um on its shoulders 
Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll talk about how it, it either hit or, or did not hit uh, those uh, the, the, those high uh, high marks. Uh, let's just get into the plot. And um, uh, before we really jump into that, uh, the film was it was actually written by a shit ton of people. A lot of people had their hands on this movie because uh, uh, I you know it, it's pretty typical for um, the director to at least have some sort of co-writing credit for a movie like this right but he didn't Stephen Cable didn't doesn't have a writing credit uh the story is by uh uh I believe Chio Coker uh and um uh Ryan Kogler has a writing credit uh Sasha Penn has a, a story credit uh Sylvester Stallone of course has the screenplay credit uh Jewel Taylor screenplay and then Jewel uh well Green, uh, Joel, Joel Taylor is the uh, the final writer that uh, that it is uh, at least listed on IMDb. Okay, let's get into the plot. What do we think? What are our thoughts? I liked it. I mean, mm. it, it was a great story. Um, yeah. I'm I'm trying to think of like you know what I liked about it because mm. I feel like this movie's so good it's difficult to say. Um, do I like the story? You know the 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 meeting of. Uh, Kyle or no, I was gonna say Kyle Drogo. Um, <laughs> is that somebody uh, else? I don't know. Is that his brother? What's his name again? The Russian guy, um, uh, Drago. Victor, Victor Drago. Victor Drago. Yeah, so like or Ivan Drago's his uh, dad. Ivan Drago. Vic- Victor yep. Drago. So the you know this is the first time that Drago and um, uh, Rocky have kind of like seen each other or they've competed against each other. Obviously now as coaches um, since, but so there's there's that story that's being told I, I love how there are like three different stories going on here in this movie and all of them um have uh strength and you care about them all like i did genuinely care about like what happened to uh, ivan drago yeah after the loss right like mm-hmm. when he got back to russia um you know that was an interesting story that was told um you know what what happened to uh, Rocky's character after that fight, you know, after the loss of Adrian and, and they, they continue to give you a, a bit of that, um, you know, the relationship with his son. Uh, but they also give you a lot of quality uh, storyline into the, the creed. Uh, um, I always forget his first name. Adonis. Adonis creed. Yeah. 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 Adonis creed. They give you a lot of his story too. Yeah. Um, you know, cause from, a, a general lens it looks like oh he's just a boxer following in his father's footsteps but i think he has a bigger story than that mm-hmm. um and this it, i didn't get that in the first one i didn't get like a lot of why he's a fighter and mm-hmm. and you know what he's doing all of this for and um to me it was just like someone following their father's footsteps but trying to like deny their 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 history right this movie it's uh he's he's accepted his father's footsteps um but there's he also has his own reasons for wanting to be a fighter. So I love the fact that there were three parallel stories going on here um, that all had quality, all had meaning, and they kind of like um, merged at, at a certain point in the film. And um, it was it was a great storyline. Yeah, yeah. Um, now honestly, most of it I like. I liked, and what what I didn't like, I ended up liking. But um, I'll get through it. But I think the first thing, and I, I, I'm gonna just piggyback off of what you started with, um. I did like uh, Rocky and um, Drago's first meetup um, when they're looking at some of the old pictures and they're, they're kind of talking about the aftermath of, of their fight. And then you you, you realize um, what's happened with uh, Ivan Drago in Russia and 
it's it's not such a um a great turn of events for him after he lost that fight. But I do like their pickup. They didn't ignore that. They didn't say, "All right, we're just going to move on to the Suns or whatever." They they did um kind of fill us in with uh with the, the aftermath of Rocky versus um Drago. Um one um thing that I really liked was and I I think this is a pickup from from um from the first movie but i i felt more so even now um i like the authenticity of 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 the blackness and um in the characters when you hear michael b jordan talk his character creed or or his girlfriend or or some of the other ones you it felt real it felt like something he would really say not just something that's a script that that you know, was written by someone who isn't from that demographic. It, it, it felt real. It felt authentic. And um, no, I got I got to comment on that. I, I think the one of the most authentic scenes, one of the realest scenes, is when he proposes to her. Yeah. Her response to it. Yeah. You know, it could have easily been. It could have easily been. Oh, Adonis, I I love you. Yes, I'll marry you. Could have been some like bullshit scene that ain't no hood chick from Philly gonna be like. Oh yes, I'll marry you. Yeah. She's gonna be like, Yo, are you serious right now? You know, yeah, real? you know what you're doing. Especially you know if it's a New York chick, she's gonna be like, Are you you fu- you serious, me? You serious? <laughs> you know? Yeah, it, are it, you it, fucking it just stupid felt, or something? Are you serious? <laughs> it felt like it felt like kind of authentic to to the the the, the color. To, the color of their skin. You know? I don't, I don't yeah. think that's not, not I don't to think box them I don't think in. it's. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't think it's mutually exclusive to like the color of their skin, but I think it is exclusive to where they're from. Yeah. Yeah. And, sure. And, and that's a that's another great way to say it. But even then, like um Michael B. Jordan per se, you know, and you brought up Philly. He's not from Philly, but you could still. No, but he's he's from uh Cali, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. And he's was it uh I, I don't I, mean, I, I don't LA. remember where he's from in Cali. Right? You know, in, I don't remember. in the movie. Yeah. It wasn't from LA. I don't remember where he's from to put that tag on. Oh, this is where he's from. I I just don't remember he was from Cali, but I I don't remember which part was from Compton or he's from uh, Beverly Hills. I don't remember, but it felt like you're really watching something that like they would really be saying more or less than a script. No, I I definitely thought that was authentic. Um, another, another thing that I kind of liked and I got this vibe that, um, parts of it, it kind of felt like the, um, Batman Bane movie um where he kind of had to he got knocked down to really find himself and and go through some rigorous training to 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 pull himself to um where he had to um match his enemy and I felt like and I'm not saying they got that from that but it reminded me of that and I think that's a really great movie and I think that's a that's that's always gonna be um a positive when you see your um when you see your champion get knocked down that brings me to the thing that i didn't like which ended up being something i did like um i did felt i did feel this rush in the pace when they had their first fight i was like wow like the the training was very like we didn't see those great training scenes we saw some i think that pool scene was great when he's training and we saw some other stuff but it felt like rush and then now all of a sudden we're having the fight but then you quickly realize that oh this is just setting up a rematch so while at first i felt like they were rushing the fight i, I understood it and it was to set up a rematch so overall um, the plot I, I really like. I didn't have too much that I didn't like about it. Um, there was a couple of knickknack things, but things I'm not gonna 
bash on. But my biggest thing was the pacing, but which I felt later on was just to set up a rematch. Yeah. Um, so the, the first thing that I can say about the movie that I noticed immediately off the bat is sort of alluding to what you were talking about, how it felt kind of rushed, right? If you're if you're a real fan of the Rocky series, you know that this movie is clearly just a mashup of not all of the other Rocky movies, but it just took almost like the best parts of all the other movies and put it all in one, right? We have um, the quick fight, right? That's from Rocky Three, right? When um, uh, Rocky fought Clubber Lang, right? They had a match. Clubber locked him the fuck out, got him the fuck out of there, and he uh, Clubber Lang was the champ. And then Rocky came back at the end and, and, and fought him at the end. Adonis having a uh, child, right? Rocky Two. Uh, that was when Rocky, uh, uh, you know, uh, him and Adrian got married, and and uh, yeah, and they got married yeah, too. You know, Robert, they, they, yeah. and they had uh, they had a uh, Rocky son. Um, Obviously, Rocky Four. You know the Drago uh, uh, connection. You know from Rocky Four uh, as well. Um, and of course, they didn't pull anything from Rocky Five because there was just nothing redeemable from Rocky Five <laughs> when he fought over the Tommy Gun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there was just nothing redeemable from that movie, so they just did not pull anything from it. But um, it's just a it's just a matchup. And I didn't at first. I thought I was it was gonna bother me. The fact that I knew that okay, because literally I I saw I saw it with uh, we all saw it together, but uh, the person I was with asked me, "Why are they fighting so fast?" I was like, "Relax, they're setting up the next fight." And yeah. sure enough, we saw an, another fight uh, uh, come at the end. Yeah, she was talking during the movie. We all were. I, in fact, <laughs> I that's kidding. that's probably the most I've ever talked in any movie. I I was, and that's how invested I was in this movie. I just didn't. I was like, whatever. I'm gonna be that guy that's gonna be like, oh shit. And knock them out, yeah. you know, or like you, you, know? you know what though? Like I feel like this is the type of movie to where like if somebody, if I was with somebody and they asked a few questions, you know, yeah, you wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind like filling them in like on a little bit of backstory, yeah, um, because yeah. there's so much rich story there. Yeah, so, like, there's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so that's cool. Um, and then the other things I can say is is that this movie is very much about reversals, right? Uh, that okay, when we meet uh, uh, Adonis, right now he's not you know now he's rich you know now he's the heavyweight champ now he's the guy you know um and then we see drago and his family and we see oh shit he's which actually makes a lot of sense right when you look at the end of rocky four when you know him and rocky are fighting and the tide is turning now people are cheering for rocky more than they are drago he, it's a great point in the match where he says, I don't fight like, and I, he said it in Russian and they did the subtitles, but he's like, I'm not fighting for you. I'm not fighting. For you. I'm fighting for me, you know? Uh, and so it makes sense that after the fight, they're like tight fight for yourself. We'll see you later. Yeah. No money for you. Do, you it, know? In, do it in uh, Ukraine. Yeah. No. <laughs> you are now exiled. Yeah. <laughs> Terminated his lease. <laughs> Damn. He couldn't get no bank loans. Everybody no. denied him, you know? Um, yeah. So if you, if you think about it from that perspective, it actually makes perfect sense. The position that he's in right now, what I thought they kind of stretched on a little bit was that his wife uh, and Victor Drago's mother was so distant from them, you know, because, I don't know. Like, I just don't see that as being maybe in Russia. That would be like a thing that's like, okay, you know, um, they're they're a lot more distant than um, than 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 Bridget Nielsen. I don't know. Brigitte Nielsen. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she yeah, she uh, yeah, I don't know. It it was it was good to see her back in the movie because at first I thought they weren't going to like 
bring her back, but they uh, they did. Yeah, good surprise for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, Does she still look good? You think? I I can't be the judge of that. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I I have no thoughts on that. <laughs> she, she, looked, um, she looked aged. That was yeah, yeah. She looked uh, like yeah, she I mean, aged more she, than she um, looked weathered than Ivan. I think she looked good. Well, you're looking at an extremely doctored photo. I will, uh, I'll well, tell yes. you. <laughs> in the movie versus that picture. Yeah, yeah. And maybe that's what she was supposed to look like in the movie yeah, because maybe, maybe maybe she does look prettier than she did. Like when you showed that picture, Rain, um, she did look pretty. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not here. And I don't even think I'm like. I don't even think that's the purpose of the character to say like if she's pretty or not. I think it, no, it's, no, a, not it's, at a, all. it's more about power with her. Right? Yeah, like she has uh, clearly has a tremendous amount of power in Russia. I forget what she said. She might have been like a diplomat or she was like something in Russia, like some 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 ambassador or something like that. She had clout. Yeah, she had a lot of clout. A lot of clout. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, but shout out to her. I think she still looks um, yeah. great. You know, I'm, I'm, shout out to Brigitte. I'm, I'm, Brigitte. Um, <laughs> uh, she French now. <laughs> uh, uh, but, uh, okay. And then, and then the last thing that I, I'll say about the plot is um, and, uh, going sort of alongside of the, the reversals were, were the character introductions I thought were fantastic in this movie, right? So you have, I love that they started out with uh, Victor and, and Ivan Drago in Russia because that, that sort of like lets you know this isn't just about Adonis right that they've got a story that they're trying to tell as yeah. well and I thought that that was so powerful that it's not like they're these bad guys and it's oh my god here comes Ivan Drago again trying to you know kill somebody he's like no take over the world. this dude's poor he's broke you know what I mean he's looking for a way back you know his kid doesn't even know his mom you know the, the, the kid is just looking for his the approval from his mother uh, at the end of all of it they have this story, right? So the, their introduction was great. I thought Rocky's was fan fucking tastic. You know, Rocky's mm. entrance. You know, where you just see his reflection well, in the mirror. Let, let's you get know? to that when we talk yeah. about cinematography. You know, but yes, great introduction. You see his reflection. He comes. He walks in. You know, and it was that was fantastic. I, I thought, and I thought that they introduced Tessa Thompson, who was introduced right before uh, Rocky. Um, uh, her character uh, Bianca. Uh, uh, her introduction was great too because it wasn't just this uh oh she's just a, some some side side chick that's just like a commentator no she was schooling him yo hey watch the slip watch the jab yeah. you know like she, like she, she learned was in it you could you tell she I mean? was invested exactly in, in, in the path he chose and, and that informed so much of the movie that she she's not a tag along character she she is she they're a unit and and no scene told me that more than the scene uh when they for the last fight when uh, uh, they were in Russia mm-hmm. and she's, you know, we, we didn't see her the entire time that he's training. So we're like, shit, is she even there in Russia? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you the, the, everything goes black. You see the thing that there's almost like a comet yeah. in the sky. And then the music drops and you hear her voice and it's swagging out. He's right there behind her hood up. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I was ready to go fight. I was like, I was hyped on that. Part. I was like, where my gloves, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? So I, I think their character intro- introductions were really great for all of the main players in this movie. Uh, and I really appreciated what they did with the plot. I thought it was a well-written story. There, just like Faith said, there were a couple things here and there you can kind of nitpick at, but you know, I will gladly sacrifice those things yeah. in order to get the full package that we that we got. Uh, I think we are on briskly to uh, to, uh, to to our characters. And uh, real quick, let me let me give a shout out to the casting director. Hold on, you guys can go ahead and get it popping. I'll find them. Yeah. So. 
I, th- I think the cast was phenomenal, even down to the characters who had like little screen time, who didn't have very many lines. Um, the casting here was solid. Oh, you yeah, got the- I, f- I found them. Uh, Lindsey Graham and Mary Veneru uh, were the uh, casting directors for the film. Nice. Casting Sh- by. Yeah, shout out to them. Yeah. They did a great job. Yeah. So I got three favorite characters. Um, Stallone, clearly um, one of my favorite characters. And not just because he is Rocky and he has so much history. Because he continues to play the character so well. Um, but play it from a lens of, you know, I, I, I was, the, you know, the world heavyweight champion. I, I was this great boxer. I've aged, you know, that, that part of my life is now over. Now I'm just like in, you know, an older used not has been, but I'm an older fighter who he's, he's like, his character clearly has put his, um, history behind him. Like I'm not that, that fighter guy anymore. I'm, yeah. you know, I run a small restaurant, you know, I train Creed only because he has like history with his father. Mm-hmm. Um, but you see the coming of age in him right and he plays that so well uh, I, I don't think he like overplays the like i used to be this great boxer uh or i'm this great coach former boxer he really plays it so well and i love the scenes where he goes and visits adrian um at at the uh at the graveyard great. because it's just such a genuine scene mm. um the, the writing is great I, I just love how he's played rocky coming of age right yeah. Um, my second favorite character in this movie, uh, let me let me get the name right. Sorry, uh, I do really like Dolph Lundgren's character. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe it's just because I like Dolph Lundgren and yeah. he was I liked him That's in Expendables. Uh, Does he seem did he seem shorter than he did in Rocky Four? Well, as you get older, you get smaller. Not that so much smaller. Gravity. He looked very <laughs> small compared because I remember him I being didn't a get, fucking mountain. I think you didn't get full length shots of him. And that's what it really was. No, my thing is, I don't think he was ever that tall. Somehow in Rocky IV, they made him seem that tall. Possibly. I don't think he was ever that tall. Because it's Stallone even No, it's it Stallone is short as shit. But, so uh, I but think even, that's what even, it is. even compared to everybody else, right? He didn't really seem tall. Like, and I just remember him towering over everybody yeah. in Rocky IV. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I like about Dolph Lundgren's character is he kind of like, he mirrored um, Stallone or Rocky's uh, performance so well, uh, or maybe not mirrored it. He he just matched it in terms of you know, like we've we're beyond our glory days and we've had struggles since that epic fight, and you know we're wearing it on our faces. Do you, like, you want to know what scene it. indicated that most to me? What the um, scene in the restaurant when they talk, not just the conversation, but what how he kept alluding to the pictures. Yeah, right. Because yeah. he's it, like he's like look. You know you have all these great memories up there, but you know, you the, know the real there's shit. There's a reason the why Rocky real didn't have shit. those pictures. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I love that. I love yeah. when you know, and that first meeting was just beautiful. You know, yeah. him sitting well, down in the chair. You know, the back of his head. Like he's not sitting facing. So when Rocky walks in, he sees his face. I think the key word to that whole scene is he's saying words like "good pictures," "nice pictures," nice. like the good parts of the story. You know what I mean? But. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. You're right. Instead of saying like, "Oh, like these are great pictures or good pictures," he says, "Nice." Yeah, yeah. Words that help paint a pretty picture. Yeah, it's like kind of like when you tell somebody like, "Oh, you look nice." You're not saying, you know, it's not like a. It's like you well, don't look like shit. It's like this scene in um, uh, what was the movie called? Uh, uh by Boots Riley. Uh, um, 
sorry, to, sorry bother to bother you. Yeah, where the two friends are like they're beefing back and forth, and they're like, "Yo, yo, nah, man, that's, oh, that's yeah. a nice haircut." I forget yeah. exactly oh, yeah, what they yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a good haircut. Yeah, I, I recommend you. Yeah, 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 I hope you have a good day. Yeah, exactly. I hope you have a great week. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. I hope you have a spectacular <laughs> month. <laughs> it's sort of like that, where you're, you're. It's like these backhanded that, compliments, but in Rocky or in Creed too, uh, it was very what. what Dolph uh, Lundgren's character was saying is very, very Safe. subtle. Yeah, very subtle. You know what I mean? Yeah, this but but again and, and again, like the 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 story told, like the backstory of like Dolph Lundgren's. Now he has a son, and you see the conditions that they're living in. Um, so f- from that scene in the restaurant, I understood where Dolph Lundgren's character like I kind of understood like how he'd been living and yeah. like the hardships he's faced since that fight yeah. and then later in the movie Rocky explains you know why there was why those pictures weren't up where he's like that fight broke me in ways that hasn't has, has, hasn't been healed I've yeah. never been able, whatever he said was it hasn't been they ain't healed? been fixed yeah. yet yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, so so it kind of like came full circle for both characters you understand both so well and I just think Dolph Lundgren, even though he didn't have many lines, his no, you his can't energy. give him that many lines. Like you can't give him like fucking. You can't give him a speech. Like yeah, because I don't want to see Dolph Lundgren complete a speech. Like yeah. <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> but his presence in the yeah. film is so strong. Still tall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last character that I liked, which was just a very real character, and I'm gonna make this one quick. Uh, it's an actor by the name of James Collin Jr. Who, mm. uh, if you look at the cast on IMDb, his title was uh, Sports Bar Patron. Uh, so this is when uh, uh, Adonis and um, Tessa Thompson's character. Oh, they're eating. Um, they, they went to the restaurant in Philly. They, they were sitting down. They were eating. And this is when it's first announced that um, uh, Drago was uh, was uh, Drago was challenging yeah. Adonis. Right. Yeah. And so here's this guy at the bar. He's like. Hey yo, you gotta fight him, bro. Like, <laughs> you, you gotta take that fight. You're talking all this yeah. shit, and that is so, like so real. And I feel mm. like athletes meet that guy all, all the time, the time yeah. where they're just out trying pretty to much have. All dinner. of us are that guy. All of us who aren't actual athletes are pretty much that guy, right? Because if you see an athlete, like one of your favorite athletes. What are you gonna to say to him? Like, oh hey, like you know, how's your wife doing? No, you're gonna be like, yo, what's up with that next week versus yeah. uh fucking Atlanta? How you gonna, you know, what's what's gonna happen with that's gonna be a tough team. Yeah, like, but like that guy, he was just so spot on with like, yo, you gotta take that fight <laughs> and shit and, about you. And yeah. I think that um brings it to my first point of just like how people spoke was just so authentic. It was like they told him they didn't give him a script, but they basically told him what you basically have to say and he freestyled it you know not in yeah, the way that I, he I wouldn't would be have surprised said that. if that was just like you know hey run with this yeah they that's, didn't say no you gotta take the, that fight bro that wasn't the script that's they the just technique said, um, that i absolutely yeah. love to use right i i love to give people the script and say hey here's what your here's w- what my, my words were now what do you interpret that as like yeah. what is like you put that in your own yeah. your own words because that's how you make it sound so authentic there are some lines that clearly are just no, you got to say this shit exactly how it is, right? But for the most part, what you want is for people to own shit. Like, you want that character to own who they are. Yeah. Because that's how you get the most. That's how you. That's how. That's a movie that you know? that brings me to. And I was reading some of the backstory on it is Paid in Full. Um, and I don't remember if I was reading something. With actor just, Wood Harris, who. Uh, exactly. And, uh, and I'll get into him a little bit later. Uh, a lot of people think he's such an underrated actor, which I agree too. But, um,. I think I was listening to or reading something from Cameron when he was like 
so much of the script they they changed they were like that's not how guys in harlem talk yeah they were playing harlem characters he's from harlem he's like it's not how guys in harlem talk and, and a lot of the lines in that movie were freestyle more so than script but i think they allowed them to do that in this movie i think yeah so i mean like again that, that was my third favorite character it just seemed like so real um and going back to your point i feel like a- that's what athletes face right they're out trying to have dinner with their girl trying to you know, play with their kids and guys coming up to them like, yo, you got to do this. You got to do this really quickly. I remember, um, I think it was like an interview Clay Thompson did where he was talking about like why he doesn't really like going out to clubs and whatnot. Um, because like, or he was talking about groupies, right? How he experiences more like male groupies and female groupies (laughs) and all the time, like he'll be at a club or whatever. And dudes will come out and like dudes will come up to him and he'll be like, you know, Hey, I'll shake your hand, dap you up, you know, maybe take a picture with you. But the guys are always like, yo, you know, when you shoot the jump shot, you got to step back, then pull up. <laughs> you got to you gotta shake with the shoulders a little bit more, shimmy, then drive to the lane and hit the layup. He's just like, yo, the fuck? I like, made it not, to the fucking league. Yeah, what do you mean? You didn't even play yeah. in the league. How you going to tell me how to ball? I'm at the club right now. What's going on? That's probably how Adonis felt in that I scene. I don't like, fucking come to fucking uh, Jiffy Lube and tell you how to do your yo, goddamn you oil changes. Dirty. You got to use the, 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 the thick oil, the high synthetic. The one character that I, I thought... Um, I when I saw it, I was like, "Wow!" And, and it was a uh, uh, Rocky's grand um child, uh, um Logan Balboa. And and before you see the child, he says, "Wow!" He he, I think it was a boy. Looks just like Adrian. And then you see the kid. You're and like, "This oh, kid shit. looks just <laughs> Wait, like is Adrian. that her like actual grandson?" Yeah, I was <laughs> like, like I my my jaws dropped on how much that kid looked like Adrian. I, <laughs> I was surprised. I don't know if anyone else felt like I that. Oh, and literally, scene. everybody cried. I cried during it. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, yeah I Absolutely. cried during it, like every scene, yo. This it, movie was yeah. powerful. This movie, man. It hit me in a lot of different ways. This Not movie. because I think it was like truly that powerful, but because just for me personally, like it just hit a lot of different notes that I was like, oh, yeah. oh yeah. they're like gut punches. Particularly, it was a scene where um, about Rocky's son, Robert, mm-hmm. introduces him to his grandson as your grandfather. Yeah. yeah. That was power. Cause like, I feel like everybody was waiting on pins and needles exactly. to see, to see like, how he, Oh, this is, on. you know, was he going to say this is Rocky or, you know, this is like an old friend, but like he, you could see that his son now accepts him despite the difficulties they had growing up. And it's like, yeah. this is your grandfather's like, yeah. and then even in the scene, Rocky kind of like takes a deep breath and dips his head. And he's like that, that was powerful to him. Yeah. And that hit me, man. Yeah. I te- a tear drop. I was like, yeah. damn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so my thoughts on the characters, um, and I'll start with, uh, Adonis Johnson, who I just realized doesn't go by Adonis Creed, but that's why it was so powerful when at the end he said, what's your name? Creed. What's your name? Creed. (laughs) See, I I thought that was powerful without knowing that. Oh yeah. yeah, And I gotta, maybe I gotta go back to the first Creed to, well, that's why. Yeah. He, he didn't. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah, It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing that he doesn't take the Creed name. And then that's because why, even yeah. um, Felicia Rashad, who plays Creed's wife, um, her last name in the movie is Creed also. So that yeah, I'm just confused where does Johnson even come I from? I think that's her maiden name. Probably. probably. Um, but I, I just didn't realize that throughout the first movies. But I, I thought the way Michael B. Jordan um, played him was just with such great emotion. And I, I think that's what we come to expect from Michael B. Jordan. 
Um, he just I didn't he didn't fall short to me on on how to play that character, even as early as the first fight when he's fighting the world champ at that time, who probably, like they said, was probably three years past his prime. But as soon as he won that fight, to me, I just saw so much such emotion after the fight. I, it just like you're just watching the movie at that point and you're waiting for the the moment that kind of draws you in and for me that was it seeing his um response after that victory and i was like all right here we go here we go we got creed but what, here. What, what about that he was just so pumped and i think it's a way that's unique to the way michael b jordan gets pumped like if you just watch all his movies um anything he's been in he he kind of it's an aggression pumped. Yeah, yeah like i really feel like that's I don't know if it's, it's him per se or it's got to be a part. He's of just him. good at getting pumped, like in well, a way that makes you also be like, yeah. Well, like, I, I loved how he like it, uh, uh, Bianca was telling him, "Yo, do you know what you just did?" And he wasn't even like he almost couldn't even see her. He was just like he was still like rapid, you know. Yeah. He, he was still like in it. Like he was like, "Yo, I want my keys back. Give me my keys." Yeah, it was like <laughs> yeah, it was I felt like the scene was probably over, and he was like really pumped still or something. Yeah. Like I don't know. He he just has a way of really bringing out like high energy shit that makes you like get yeah, on. Yeah, even boat back with when that. he was in um uh Friday Night Lights, I, I I there was always something about him that was just like, "Oh damn, I, I don't, is this guy acting right now, or is this like is he really angry at somebody?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like it's hard to tell, but I think that's great. Um, the other thing I noticed about him was when he was in Russia training in that desert. Uh, Rain, I'll ask you because the person I was sitting next to, we were kind of asking each other. Was he training in Balenciagas? Did you notice that? They were definitely uh, something. They were yeah, something. They weren't Nikes. You know, <laughs> they were definitely. And even if they were, they look like maybe they were Harachis, but they kind of got that similar look. They, they were probably from like a Nike Balenciaga collaboration. They, yeah, they they weren't training shoes. They were, um, you know, they, they had some, some Richmond yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, they that, were exclusive. <laughs> the other thing, as far as um, which is why he fell in the desert. Those shoes, <laughs> which is why those shoes were very heavy, not designed to run or train in, and he was out there in the desert. But uh, maybe that was a tactic. Yeah. The, the other thing between the Dragos, um, Ivan and um, Victor, um, the one thing I and we've already spoken on this was how um, Ivan um, is is received in in Russia right now. He's not some hero. And I think you notice that how he feels about that when he gets to Philly. The first thing he knows is everyone still to this day running up the steps, going to the next, uh, going next to the Rocky statue and putting their arms up and doing that. And, and he's like, yo, I don't have that. You know, they don't receive me the same way. So you, you, I, I picked up on that early um, through it. And I, I think that there was you, you kind of really understand the motivations of them early on that this isn't just a fight because hey we want to be the champions i mean they felt i think they had the right to feel that way that they did have a fighter good enough if not better on their side but it was more than that it was for their name yeah, you know it was, what I mean? it was for pride like like the, the earning back respect behind exactly the name. like that's ridiculous you go back to philly and you see the way people cheer him and like I don't, well, I, I don't, I don't have yeah, no that. that that's that's yeah, the, that's pretty fitting. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like they were like, it, it's not ridiculous. Like they expected that. Like America, they love Rocky, right? Yeah. Uh, and Russia, well, because what he's a winner. Yeah, we remember the winners, and we tend to forget the losers. We do, but I, I imagine in 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 um, I imagine in Russia, Ivan won his fair share of fights where they say. 
Dude, but, I don't, dude, I don't, I don't like I, they I, don't tell us, but you gotta imagine he knocked out a couple fools. Like you know what I mean? I don't I don't know. He's not like I, I, I six and thirty two or some shit. Yeah, I remember in Rocky Four explicitly thinking, Oh, has this guy really fought anybody before? And I think that that it, and, and maybe that's it. What do you mean? That that maybe he really didn't have a lot of fights. Oh, that but that's what I'm was, that's yeah. yeah, that that was the whole point of what I was saying. Is yeah. like yeah, like I, I don't think that it, it it's different, right? If you're like an Evander Holyfield, you have an extensive history of, of work, but this Mike Tyson fight kind of defines your career. People still remember all the other shit you did, even though even though the most popularized thing that you did is is like the main thing, right? But if you don't have a history behind that, and all they know you for is taking this massive L, you know, in which yeah. in which case they turn their backs on you, and you in turn turn your backs on them. I just got the feeling that sense. at that time at the fight, Ivan wasn't some seventeen to twenty one year old kid like his son probably was at that time, and he'd had he'd had to have fought some sort of fights before, but they just said fuck all that. You lost to Rocky, and which was your biggest fight. But still, like, damn, does not any of his history come? Like, Ali took losses, but we still love him. And it's like, no matter how many victories he might have had, they just said, yeah, you know, fuck you. Um, the other thing, as far as the Dragos go, uh, I, you at some point, you start to kind of really see what Victor is about and not in a bad way. But he really looked to his father for everything. You know, he didn't have his own answers and basically all of his motivation was based on what his father wanted him to do what his father wanted out of him. And then when his, when he saw that his mother had left the fight, he, he was done. And like his motivation went out the window with them and you get to see like, fuck, this guy doesn't have his own motivation, which is fine because he's a young fighter. And I think at the end of the movie, you see the Dragos jogging together and he's not chasing him in the car. I think that's a great growth for that family. And then you, I think there's only, there's, there's only up for them. But at that time, when you're looking at them, I think they, they do a good job of letting you feel empathy for what looks like this war machine. Yeah. I mean, they do a good job at that. I, I feel like they I think did that was great. kind of, uh, which is why everyone loved uh, Thanos so much, right? They gave you enough to understand and, and understand the character and their motivations and like kind of like feel that empathy for him so drago like you get it you get why he is so bent on this like kind of like revenge match right which is pride it's like i lost i want my son to uh not be disrespected in the way i was to like you know find his way uh this is the way that we earn our respect back and our family name and um my son could live the type of lifestyle that he deserves to live um Russia turned their back on us, but you know, here's our way back. Yeah. But, but I, I think it's very much about though, uh, uh, parallels, right? Like, so you can clearly see the parallel with Michael B. Jordan's character, Adonis Creed, yeah. because he didn't have his dad, you know? Uh, and you could almost bet that if Apollo was around, he would actually probably be going through a, a lot of similar things that, mm-hmm. yep. um, uh, uh, Victor was going through in terms of you know him not really being kind of his own man and how he, he was living in the shadow of his father you know and that was something that Adonis struggled with and I think that was sort of the whole point of the whole movie was that uh, if you don't have the reason like the, the reason why you fight the reason why you go and do the things you do they have to be sound right because if they're not sound then you're you're like as soon as uh 
Victor's uh, mother gets up and leaves, he's basically done, right? Because you know? his motivation exactly. for doing it is gone, you know. Um, now Adonis it was kind of different; like he had a, a lot of different motivations, but his main motivation before, I think, was proving that he didn't couldn't do it not as good as his dad, but he could do it better, right? But then he found out that that couldn't get him anywhere quick. So then he changed to what his daughter, his his girl, and the fact that his his uh, Bianca. He knew she was always going to be win, lose or draw. She was always going to be in his corner. So he always had that to draw on uh, all. He always had that motivation in that corner. So that's why he kept looking at her at the, uh, uh, you know, in the last fight. Every time he would get knocked down, he'd keep looking at her. And when his ribs were busted up and she was just like, yo, get up. He started hitting, yo. Yeah. <laughs> started yeah. hitting the, the <laughs> canvas, you know, and then that's, that's what made him rise. Yeah. yeah and, and basically to sum up that from basically what you're um, saying, but, um, for my take on it was you go into these fights not with what everyone's expectations is for you but what what do you want out of it and and that's what rocky asked um adonis before the first fight um i I believe and then he asked him again but then the reason that he gave he was like no 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 that's why they want to fight you i get why they want to fight you they're trying to reclaim their name do all that they're challenging you yeah yeah, that's why they want to fight but why do you want to fight and if and if your reasons for wanting this fight only extends to other people you know your father etc then you're going to lose quickly but if you want this for yourself then that's a real reason and i think that's the same thing that for victor if if he wanted that fight strictly for himself he his his will to win wouldn't have been so broken so easily um basically you got to be tom brady you gotta be <laughs> yeah. in it just to fucking win it. All right. You can't be like wondering about anything else. You just have to fucking want to win. Yeah. Tom's motivation. Yeah. And that's very, and actually everybody knows what Tom is playing for. He just wants to win. He wants to win. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's a real story because even that organization, there was the whole thing with like they like, you know, Belichick wanted Garoppolo. He didn't want to trade him and stuff. He's ready for Tom to go, but Tom got Garoppolo out of there behind the scenes because he's like, no, fuck this. I yeah, want to win, like, <laughs> and I want to continue to be the man. But besides all that, um, as far as characters go, the next couple things, um, I, I love Bianca. <laughs> oh, Jesus <dude>. Christ, <laughs> yo, bro, you have to admit you've been talking for a long fucking time. That's minute. Fine. That's fine. <laughs> okay, um, continue. Bianca, um, her coming out with that intro. I love that, and I really like Max Kellerman um, as a commentator on there. I felt authentic about it. Um, he has a history. If you watch him on ESPN or Showtime, I think he was on Showtime or HBO, um, doing the boxing thing. It was just an authentic guy to have on there. Oh, they yeah, couldn't I have mean, got a better person realistically. I mean, he he is a boxing. Max Kellerman. Uh, yeah. He's a true boxing commentator and analyst. Uh, yeah, he, he knows boxing. Um, uh, he's very, very respected in the boxing community yeah. as like someone who understands the sport, who can commentate and do the analytics yeah. behind it too. I, I liked him in there. So. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll do it very quickly. Uh, so uh, I'll, I'll I'll give my two runners up, and then I'll give my MVP. Uh, my runner up is uh, Russell Hornsby, who played Buddy uh, Marcel, who essentially was the promoter who put together the fight. Um, I remember in Rocky. I think it's Rocky four or no, no Rocky five. They had to sort of like, um, who's the guy, who's the guy who like put it together on the Mike Tyson fights and shit. Um, uh, the um, hair, Don King, Don King. Don King. Uh, they, they had him be sort of like the Don King yeah. type of character. Right. And it's very comical, very, whatever. 
um, in this, they had a, a promoter who put the whole thing together, but he he wasn't like a villain. He was just like, look, everybody wants to fucking see this fight, and we're all here to make money at the end of the day. Of course, yeah, there's you know clearly that's motivating the the situation. But I honestly, tried to be mad at him, but I wasn't. Yo, you can't because he was, was like, like, I hate this guy. I if know, you were a promoter. Fuck would you do? You uh, wouldn't try to get these two together? Of course you would. You see this fucking young bull in uh, fucking Victor uh, Victor Drago, who's clearly a fucking animal. You know they tried to give you a reason to not like him. I think he says something about um, Creed's father, or you know Creed the, the first Creed, um, Creed Senior, and that would rub you as a looker the wrong, uh, as a watcher the wrong way, as well as um, Adonis. And they tried to do that real quick to make you dislike him. But once you get past that, there wasn't really much reason to dislike him. No, it was very logical and insane. His his intentions were to tell a great boxing story. Absolutely. And that's what he did. And that's what he did. Yeah. Um, So I have to give him a runner up. I think, uh, you know, I think it's easy to overlook like his character in in a movie, given everybody else's great performances. Um, My second uh, runner up is uh, Felicia Rashad, uh, who (laughs) is very funny. Every time I see her, I'm like, wasn't she in Rocky Four? Was she not his wife in Rocky Four? Completely she? different woman. Okay. Completely different woman altogether. But for some reason, I I just keep associating Felicia Rashad with that character. Yeah. They might have as well had her. They probably the went back and removed whoever <laughs> they his wife in Rocky Four. They on Vivder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're we're gonna say she was in this movie. Uh, uh, we'll pay you to keep quiet. <laughs> Um, Felicia Rashad I, and I loved her character because it was very easy for her character to be like oh my god you're fighting Victor Drago oh my god not my son my 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 husband died the same way right no she didn't she was like look man they're grown ass men do what the fuck you want you know what I mean uh, and, and I thought that was very that was a very good way that was a very that was a very clever way to take her character and to make and then to make her the one who kind of like, uh, uh, you know, let them know that, you know, uh, Bianca was pre- uh, pregnant. Uh, I thought that was a clever way to, to like sort of, you know, kind of hold yeah. that off for a second. Um, but I, I just love the way that her character was very like a strong character, um, even though she had uh, she'd lost so much and with the potential of losing so much more. I felt like her and Bianca were almost a combination of each other. And they she were, was but the I, growth I, and I've wisdom heard, I've heard of what Bianca will eventually come to be. There's a uh, there's a test, uh, uh, and I forget what the specific test is called, but it's basically like, okay, if you have women in your movie, for, for, one, for one, do you have women in your movie? Yeah. Two, <laughs> how much screen time do those women get? Three, do those women only talk to or do those women talk to each other for when they talk to each other are they talking to each other about a man you know uh and i don't think this quite passed the test because i I think they only talked about adonis you know uh and there's no other women in in the film um so uh so yeah I, i see them as a pair but i don't know if that was necessarily the greatest of things you know no but I, I think every movie doesn't have to pass that test because I, then you make the, the, the you make that, it about other things that maybe it's not about but, but that's know? but that uh, so that that's the thing that i'm i'm still struggling with like because sometimes you're just like for, in, exclusively in this story i'm like it, everything was about adonis in this story you know yeah. so it's a, like a weird thing if like you have something that wasn't 
Yeah, relating to him, it 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 would feel. Although in part one, Bianca did have her music, so and she still had this. She still had the music, but it wasn't really like a storyline in the in the movie. It was just like kind of like a very very. And and part of the reason why they did want to move out to LA was for her music. So that that was a part. And they did highlight her like signing with the record label. Yeah, Yeah. I think even in the conversation between, um, you know, uh. What's her name again? Bianca. <laughs> Felicia Rashad. Bianca uh, and um, Adonis' mother, uh, yeah. Felicia Rashad. Uh, I think they did have the conversations that they had was yes, it was about Adonis, but yeah. uh, Felicia Rashad's, you know, Adonis' mother was also telling her like, you need to, um, you know, be his support system, be there for him, kind of like you've chosen to be a part of his life, knowing what he does, and you need to be like as strong as he is and, and support him in like in, in this but then I, I, I think that ties to what you're yeah, saying I think too, that, that that kind yeah, of falls but, right into what I'm saying but but it's like but again it, it's it's a genuine conversation that makes sense for the movie it, it does but that's again that's no, what it, I it that's what, I, that's what I'm struggling yeah, no, no, with it, that it makes sense completely makes yeah. sense as far as the story goes but then you just keep perpetuating that same issue if you're just yeah. like yeah for, you know for, for me I get even it. if it does perpetuate that issue um you know, it, it was. It makes sense. It's necessary. It was great dialogue. But I think look at look, look at it. Th- look at it this way, though. What if it was like uh, somebody who was th- the same issue, but it was with black men that that same issue was with? You'd look at the movie a little differently, right? Like you'd be like, "It was cool. It was great." Yeah. But they also still had this glaring problem in it that seems to be a very consistent thing. Like, what if it, in every movie that, that you have a black character, right? They somehow die in the end. Yeah, and they just have that in all movies, and you're just like, "Can is there one that we can like? Yeah, not you yeah. Know? This movie wasn't the one to, <laughs> to <laughs> yeah to challenge Jesus. that. That's how I feel about. I feel like that is an issue, and I understand that, and I don't think they they checked all the boxes with that, yeah. and um, they did do everything that goes against you know making women a, a truly strong character in movies. But yeah, I don't think they I, had you got to pick they, your spots. I don't, I don't think they had a me. problem with making them because I think that it was evident that they were very strong characters. Yeah. I think that they had a problem showing them that their independence of men. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I digress. That's um, why you go see widows. <laughs> but even, <laughs> no, even in widows, right? Uh, a their lot motivation of this, were the, their, from their husbands. It was all from boyfriend. their husbands. Right. Yeah. So, but anyways, um, uh, uh, leads me to my MVP, uh, of the night. Uh, I thought of the movie, uh, it's clearly Bianca. Bianca is clearly the MVP from uh, Tessa Thompson's acting to her her pivotal role in the movie. Um, and, and my favorite scene in the movie was uh, with her in it um, uh, where she was leading Adonis to the ring, um, uh, um, uh, you know, singing her song. I just thought that she this movie like Michael B. Jordan definitely brought he brought everything to this role and he definitely brought a level of emotion to the movie that I thought was different from the first one. Right. There was a lot of stoic emotion in, in the first one. Right. Where he was there's almost like the absence of emotion. Right. Where where it was sort of like, yeah, he was, he was just like a statue, then, you know, yeah. this one. He kind of lets it lets it cut loose. But I think that he's only trumped by her, you know, um, and. Uh, of course, he's going to get the the acclaim and he's going to get the praise uh, because he is the face of the movie. But I think that it needs to be stated that she brought a level of just like when, you're, when he proposed and she was like, yo, yeah, yo, <laughs> the whole thing where she thought her, you know, she, she was, uh, uh, you know, concerned that her, you know, that their daughter would have the same auditory issues that she was having. 
turns out it did the the emotion that she brought to that particular scene where it wasn't this hysterical oh my god I can't it was it was like, like that silence a quiet kind of. sort of but you could still see the tears trickling down her face even though she knows she she knew she had to still keep it together yeah um I just thought everything that she did was just fantastic in this yeah. movie, and I and I think that she definitely deserves uh, a, a lot of praise uh, yeah, in in her, sure. her her her. Yeah, she she didn't play the girlfriend; she played the partner. No, she played. They were a unit. Uh, that's yeah. and, and that every time that I think about it, that's what that scene represented to me. When she was leading him to the ring, they were a unit. They like they and moved then, as one. Yeah, you know? and then if if you're if you're um. Drago, you're fighting two people. You're fighting. You're fighting. Every, you're fighting Rocky. You're much. fighting her. Yeah. You're fighting Adonis. Yeah. Fuck you're, it. You, you're fighting um Creed's old trainer. Yeah, you're, like, <laughs> you know, you're, you're fighting a, a, a team. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, and I think that that's sort of one of the many points of the movie was that like you you no man is an island. You know you're you're not going to get it done on your own. Yeah. And I love the way that she was leading him to the ring. Right. It wasn't that she was standing behind him and singing, singing or yeah. anything like that. She was leading him to the ring. Right. He's he's sort of just a conduit for her as well. Like it's not like I don't know. It's just something about that. I no, thought that was, was a great very scene. Unique. It's like he has his motivation in front of him. It just you know, leading him. You know what I mean? Is yeah. she's not like behind. She's not some side, you know side thought. She's, and they plugged her music on um, Apple Music. And <laughs> had the sponsors. She definitely. She definitely got a, a lot more clicks that, uh, after that <laughs> album release that. date. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, let's talk about the cinematography. Um, I mean. And I think we talked about this. Um, the 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 training scenes, uh, and I, I look back to Rocky Four, where when you saw, um, uh, fucking uh, Ivan Drago, when you saw him training in Russia, yeah. right, with all the machines they had and the technology he was training with, and them steroids. Yeah, you saw Rocky training in Russia too, and he was when the, when he was jogging and the car Hearts was chasing him on and. Fire. Yeah. It was like I'll never forget that yeah, song. Those training song. montages were like just beautiful. Like the way they were edited, the way they were yeah. cut, the cinematography, the music, the, yeah. the, the intensity, the music, absolutely incredible. Yeah. I didn't get that in this movie. Like yeah. you know, Creed was out in the desert, he was, you know, hammering yeah, the sand. It was serviceable, it was cool. you know, yeah. Rocky was he was doing the pull ups and Rocky was hitting him in the abs with the medicine yeah. ball to get his core right. It was cool. Even the scene where you know Rocky's driving his car and Adonis is jogging behind you him. You don't really feel it. I did love, you know, yeah. the towards the end of the training montage where they, you know, now Adonis is now running in front of the car and and, and he, he was he was it. he was sprinting, right? Yeah. Like he had come full full circle through his training. I liked that scene, but it it did not hit the hand, like yeah. hit the nail on the head yeah. in the way that previous Rocky montages. Yeah. Why is that? Because I, I that that was one of the most striking things I I I, I could point to in the film and be like, nah, that's where they kind of missed me a little bit. Yeah, like because I was thinking about Rocky Four and I was thinking about that scene, like incredible, like uh, when he was. Um, they get Rocky with the beard now. He's yeah. out there in the snow. You know what I mean? He's. Uh, uh, they they were in the place like the barn or some shit, mm-hmm. and he was doing those things where he lifts he was, his like, legs in the, the air. He was pulling the bag of rocks. Yeah. He he was doing a thing where like uh, you just lift your entire lower body up in the air, and mm-hmm. you re- and he was doing that. Like I was just like, yo, this dude's Superman right yeah. here. You know, you felt it. Like yo, this dude's getting ready for this. I was just like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, you know. But I yeah, mean, that's right. the, the, what I loved most about this movie was like them capturing like real boxing, like. You know, there was no um, 
quick cuts in between punches yeah. uh, to make it appear as if these guys were really fighting. Well, they, they actually kind of do. So the, the trick that they use is they drop a frame right before the punch. What do you mean? Like, um, they dr- yeah. So like the, they'll cut a frame. So like right before they connect, they drop that frame in order to, um, in order to accentuate like the, the impact of it. By the way, did you guys, okay, yeah, you yeah, know, I, I get, but like, I, were, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. There were there were scenes in the movies where I'm like, this is like a, a real intense match. Like it looked and felt very authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, like this is what a fight seems like. I, I love the the sequences they would map out um, of of exchanges, especially you know when Adonis is fighting uh, Danny Stuntman um, Wheeler, I believe. Stuntman yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, it was just a great fight. You know, yeah. you got a lot of really raw and intense fight scenes. Yeah. Um, you know, down to to the close ups where it's really capturing like the muscle movements of, of yeah. each fighter as they throw the punch, like the, the sweat dripping. Um, you know, w- when they go back to their corners and like the cut men, um, you know, uh, tending to their to their wounds and like the, the intensity of those scenes is just phenomenal. I yeah. love the cinematography in this. Yeah. Before you get too far away from that, I don't know if you had anything else. Did you guys see the uh, the clip of uh, Michael B. Jordan getting knocked out? During filming, yeah, yeah, that that was in uh, that was in number one. Oh, that was the f- yeah, that was oh, that was in the first one. Yeah, was in the first one. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was funny, but um, you done or you just yeah, one? no, no, that was it. Uh, great cinematography, I, I loved it. Yeah, um, I I thought I when I look back at this from the cinematography aspect, I thought the lighting in it was just great. Um, from when he's under uh, underneath in the pool, um, doing doing his training, I thought the way they captured that and. It wasn't like too dark, too light. It was just perfect to me. Um, seeing seeing him under there, um, when they were in the desert of Russia. First of all, when you you don't think about that type of landscape in Russia. When you think about Russia, you think about snow, ice. So when I knew they were going to Russia. And when they got there and they were in the desert, so I was like, "Now I question if they were in Russia." I don't know if they were in yeah, Russia, because, and, and maybe they weren't. But because they, don't they had say, the Mustang, and I'm like, "Would they bring the Mustang to Russia?" But I think no, they definitely think, flew out. And I don't, I don't think they. No, no, I think they went somewhere. I don't. I think it was still and, in the U.S. And maybe, maybe, yeah. yeah. I think but, they were in the deserts in like Nevada, Cali, yeah, or yeah. something. Because like, possible, because I wasn't sure either. Yeah, I was like, I, I thought I think they were going to Russia. They I thought had those they were other in fighters Russia there too. Which like the Russian landscape is it's it's vast. You yeah, know, it, Russia isn't just ice and snow. Exactly. Um, but when I saw the Mustang out there, I was like. <laughs> did, how did they get that through customs? Yeah, although, although they are, they are, they are balling. So who, you yeah, know, even still, yeah. I mean, you can no. ship a vehicle. But. Yeah, but would the Russians <laughs> allow that through customs? I don't know. For him yeah, to train I, for the fight? No. I think the Dragos aren't that big where they could have shut that down. Putin's but not going to let... Putin's they were definitely not, not that big. Putin is not going <laughs> to let a Ford Mustang through customs. <laughs> They're going to hold that up and throw him off. Yeah, they would. I bet he, he, had, said, I he, bet he loves American political muscle. political campaign are yeah. you uh, donating to? You vote, uh, yeah. I bet he, Putin, he was nah. voted for Obama. Hold that Mustang <laughs> in customs. Blow <laughs> no, it up. I wouldn't be surprised if Putin loves American muscle. But either way... um. But but that scene that that like that desert training like I was looking at it just like wow I think we all were not I mean I think because of the training was was amazing especially the part when he's lifting all that weight with his neck but I just thought the um catching the landscape and the colors and all of that was great um a part that I really um liked was um the intimate setting of him um back in the boxing um training gym 
with his uh with his baby um I, I thought they captured that well like you know it's your first time you seeing him hitting the bag again and then he kind of goes on a you know an emotional rant per se physical slash emotional rant but I, I thought they captured everything well I, I just thought every time I looked at a scene what I noticed that I really was really impressed with was was the lighting um from from each scene from the desert to the water to to the dark intimate moments when it's her when it's him and Bianca in their room or hotel or wherever they were um having their intimate scenes is very low light low light setting but from light to dark settings they, they captured it all well yes yeah. basically how i feel about that yeah uh i think that again i'll, I'll state that their uh, their introductions of characters were really well done and i think they captured that well with the cinematography oh um, be- before I, I um i finish um even even to the boxing scenes the it looked so awesome and i kept saying to myself fucking victor drago looked like a like a video game character from an ea boxing game and i couldn't tell if that was good or bad but i know i liked it and he just looked so fucking good like uh, as far as just like a character in the movie and the way like the, the lighting and everything was on I, I some of it looked like cgi but it just looked really good and I, I just thought it was really impressive i was really impressed with just how he looked in the boxing ring you're like fuck this dude looks fucking yeah, amazing like well. yeah yeah um yeah uh uh, my favorite scene or one of my favorite scenes, uh, visually speaking was the scene where R- Rocky and, uh, Drago, um, are sitting in the restaurant and it, not, not so much the, the, the aesthetics of it, but with the placement, uh, where Rocky purposely doesn't sit at the same table as Drago, right? He sits yeah, like he sits back. behind yeah. that table, you know, uh, he sits away from it. Uh, and I think that that's because Rocky still like that, that whole fight fucked Rocky up, you know? And I thought that th- this movie overall, that, that scene was a microcosm of the larger story of that they were trying to tell and, and that they used placement, uh, placements with characters really well in this movie, you know? And I think that they were telling the story within the story, you know? Um, and I, and I thought that they, uh, they did a great job, uh, 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 cinematography wise from capturing all that emotion and, and handling balancing all that without trying to like hit you over the head with anything you know uh, so I thought the cinematography was very well done and I should probably note the cinematographer for the uh, for the film which I did not um, but as I'm remembering that you guys can go on to the soundtrack I mean soundtrack when you look at the uh, and, and they re- they release the soundtrack list um, you know with all the artists and features um, before this movie, Kramer um, Morgenthau was a cinematographer. Yeah, cinematographer. Kramer yeah. Morgenthau. Yeah, and then the uh, shout out the, Kramer Dog. <laughs> uh, you guys are on first name basis. Uh, and then the music was done by uh, music by uh, Ludwig Ludwig Gorenson. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Probably yeah. not. Yeah, Ludwig. Ludwig. It yeah. sounds very prestigious. Uh, I don't know if he's a. Uh, I don't know how much trap music Ludwig's he's familiar with. Ludwig's are usually, you know, authors. <laughs> uh, I saw that at the end composers. of the movie, Ludwig, and um, I was like, I immediately um got that confused, or it made me cross names with um, 
with Ivan Drago. Uh, what's his real name again? Um, Dolph Lundgren. Dolph yeah, Lundgren. and I was like, and I saw it for a brief moment. And I was like, wait, he was a part okay, of the yeah, score. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Dolph did the music? Yeah, I was, just, I was just looking at it as the credits are rolling. Like, yeah, no, oh. but I, what I think they did, and obviously I'm looking at all the credits. That they they clearly brought in other people. Yeah, you know, into the music department. So like they had uh, John Gnick. Uh, Bon Temps, who uh, was uh, you know helped out with the additional comp- uh, composing of the music, uh, and then you have like a host of other people that I'm not gonna get into. But um, yeah, I mean, so the soundtrack for this for this film or the score, um, I, I thought was 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 well done. It matched the the movie. This being you know this is a, a boxer is clearly um, when when he's training, he's listening to hip hop. Um, you know that's the lifestyle he comes from right so you know the heavy hip-hop rap inspired soundtrack or music in the background was fitting for who he was you know obviously this a lot of the movie was in and around philadelphia i remember the last movie like they had a uh, quite a few meek mill tracks in there which you kind of got to pay respects to the city that that the movie is based in and uh, then the dirt bike scene where he's run, he's jogging, and then yeah, they're from, on from dirt the dirt bikes movie. Yeah. doing the wheelies. You, you got to pay respect to the, um, you know, like where the film is being, uh, where where the setting is. Right? It would be foolish to film a movie in Miami and not have some like pitbull music or, <laughs> um, God forbid, Flo Rida <laughs> on the soundtrack. Yeah, right. Um, so 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 it, it was of course fitting, but I do love um, the the fact that it didn't dominate the film. Like yeah. th- there were scenes when um, they had, uh, you know, and I think we talked about this after the movie uh, where Tessa, Tessa Thompson, obviously she, she was a musician in the film and she does a different style of music. And um, Adonis's mother comes from a more uh, affluent background. So um, the, the scenes that feature different characters, you know, the different characters throughout the film played music that represented maybe the, yeah. where, where they came from kind of like what we talked about where, when we did this um, when we discussed the score for widows where you know st- characters who came from certain environments you know, certain music was fitting to um, to 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 the character and their background so this movie was based in Philly so it had a lot of rap music had you know featured a lot of Philly rappers but that didn't dominate the movie um, it, yeah. it spoke to all of the characters backgrounds yeah, no, I, I can agree with that for sure. Um, exactly what you said. Um, um, and obviously, um, as far as the soundtrack goes, Michael made it. Um, was a large part of that. I think he probably produced the whole thing. Um, but I, I think there was great songs on there that kind of spoke to the more so the 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 feel of the um movie. It wasn't when you listen, and I listened to the whole thing today. It wasn't just songs on there, just to be songs on there. All all the beats were, were um kind of fitting as someone who would want to go training, someone who maybe were feeling a lot of emotions at the moment, um just different things like that. The the, the narrative of the songs were about fighting and training and getting ready. So I thought that was dope. Um, but besides that, as far as in the movie, um I know a scene that really grabbed my attention, and I go back to the scene where he's um goes back to the gym for the first time and he has he has his child with him and there's these pianos playing as he's in there and i was just like wow this sounds really good right now um and that really just captured my attention um as far as that goes um yeah i just thought it was overall done well from like you said capturing each character probably what they listen to what their taste of music is and not forcing 
anyone thinks like, all right, Michael B. Jordan's training. All right, we're going to throw him some hard shit while he's training or some emotional shit because he's going through a lot of Rockies on here. Probably going to have some like some, some some old classical music or some Italian shit playing while he's in his restaurant. <laughs> and I don't mean to say it like that. I know no, that no, sounds no, no, funny. No, no, it's that, a word I use. Shit. That, that yeah. makes sense. No, no, but, no I get it. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Um, And, and Bianca, her scenes are on there. You know, there's some smooth R&B influence with jazz stuff. And it, it just played to everybody's um uh, character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think the uh, the music was a very, uh, just like you said, it was kind of tailor made. Uh, it was very fitting for the uh, for the film. Uh, some of the piano riffs in it, I thought, were were very good. Uh, mostly like the scenes between Michael B. and um, and Tessa Thompson, uh, the, the, their characters. I thought the music that was playing during those times were very spot on, and it just sounded it was very good to the ears. And I think that might have been the same piano riff that y- you were talking about, yeah. uh, Fave. Um, and then uh, on top of that. Uh, I think uh, this was the first time that I think they brought back the actual Rocky theme, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, during yep. the actual fight. Yep. Uh, which was, you know, it, yep. at that point that you kind of was for, there. You, you find you kind of forgot about it. Yeah. And then when he brought it in, you're like, oh shit, we're in a Rocky movie. Yeah, That's yeah. right. Yeah. It, it was like <laughs> nostalgic. Like, exactly. They didn't bring I, it in too early. early. It was very well. It was very well timed, and it was very not necessarily unexpected, but it still, it still was. You you weren't looking for it, but mm-hmm. it was there, you know, yeah. and and I thought it was very good. And, and I would say it's well timed because it, they didn't play it like when he, uh, you know, won the match. Exactly, when, they played it when in the middle of the height you, of the. You yeah. see him like really understand that hey, I have a long way to go, but yeah. I'm gonna get there. Yeah, and that's what you see in every Rocky movie. And yeah, it right? wasn't like during his first fight or something where he won the championship, which everyone probably would you know think like that was almost a throwaway fight like everyone pointed out he fought a guy probably three years past his prime but they picked their perfect spot i mean they could have easily made a mistake yeah. on when to play it and well, the, the, the easy part to play that would be during the uh, the training montage yeah uh, but they and, but they, i love that they yeah, didn't do that exactly i wouldn't want to see that great time yeah. like you said they all it's almost as if we forgot about they, it. they yeah. could have showed it when he was um you know again during the training montage when well, he I, fell. I, don't, I don't even think they played and, it in one no, no, I don't remember them playing. Yeah, that I don't in think Creed so. One. Yeah. But like in the training montage when he was jogging and he fell, yeah, and he they could back up. He, they yeah. could have played it then, but they were like, no, <laughs> yeah. let's let's hold it. Let's hold it. And, and honestly, I would have accepted it then too. But yeah. they, I think they 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 saved it for the exactly the right time, and it was off kilter, but somehow it still worked very much. It was very. I think fitting. if they played it when he got up in the desert, I'd have been like. No, no, I would have, I would have still, because you, like, been like, you were, okay. you were wanting for, and I, I, maybe it has something to do with the whole training montage not really hitting the mark, but I still would have been like, yeah, that's good, but it wasn't as good as when as they actually did, did yeah. play, you know. So. And, and and I wouldn't have had have heard it like twice, you know. It, yeah. It oh no 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 no. The, no. the second time, no, no, you, you don't during the match would have you, lost you its impact. Yeah. 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 They they. <laughs> hey, as, as far as the training <laughs> montage goes. To me, that that scene where he's lifting the weights with his neck is as comparable to to Rocky running in that snow. That shit was good. Nah, that's, that that was they, almost they, just yeah. as good. They, you they, watched that shit, and I was just like, yeah. But that's a very common boxer training. Like, it's, 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 no, I mean, no, what was it's, Rocky doing? That no, wasn't no, common, he, he did that too. No, no, I'm saying it was very, it was very. That was. Look, I'm not saying nothing's that, better, but it gave me a similar feeling, feeling watching Rocky training in that snow. When I that saw was, him doing that, I was just like, wow. Fair enough. That was very typical of what boxers do, right? Like, they, they use that thing. It was very yeah. fitting to have that in the film. Yeah. 
But man, they ain't a god that, like look, sure. But my po- dude point, point the movie out where you saw that. in the then. air, you know, like huh? No, no, no. You, it, it was it and was then good. Maybe they no, did, yeah. it was it was again. It was very, it was very real. In that that's a real exercise that real boxers do, and it looked mm-hmm. like he was struggling mightily yeah. with that shit, right? Like, yeah. But this Rocky Four montage, there's a reason why people still talk about it to this yeah. day. You know Look, what I mean? That's not saying one was better, but when I watched that, I thought Rocky it gave Four me that feeling. By, I, I think Rocky Four had the best montage, like uh, almost ever. Yeah. I think it had two montages. By the way, my other favorite montage was when he's remembering all the stuff and he's driving the car. He's like, "There's no easy way yeah. out." Uh, and we're forgetting the Clubber Lang montage too. And very intense. What, what Clubber Lang montage? Uh, oh no, Clubber the training. training. Nah, I didn't really like that because it was like it. it was like they had Apollo there and they were trying to make the whole thing about like now you know they were doing the whole black exploitation thing where yeah. they were playing a lot of that shit. Where they like, were teaching Rocky. I, with it. Yeah. I like when they were running on the sand. Like, yeah. Rocky no, would have never beat they looked, Apollo uh, <laughs> in that in their foot race. <laughs> he would. They let that white boy win. <laughs> another I, that, I, that was very much apparent. And then another moment. thing, uh, I forget to point out, and I don't. No, if it, this is exactly a credit to cinematography or the score, um, but when he's training underwater and you hear the conversation, I think it's between um, mm, yeah, that was a good Bianca yeah, yeah. and uh, it, it his, goes with him. And I thought that was very fitting. You hear their monologue sounds when you when you see him underwater. Their monologue also sounds underwater. Um, while he's training underwater, and I and I thought that was really dope. And but I think again, it was I, between Bianca and, and um, yeah, and, uh, uh, Mary, Mary, and Mary, um, Mary yeah. Um, but again, it, I think it just points to like how they all moved as a unit, and I think that that yeah. was very much like a part of the point of the movie was that everybody's going through his like, training his, and what they were talking they about as two women all connected. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't catch that. That was a good pickup. Yeah, yeah no, I, I noticed dope. that right away. Yeah, uh, this and is that was a very movie, good thing to mention. This is a movie and it, I guess just to kind of like wrap this segment up. Yeah. This is a movie I would um, definitely see twice and in theaters. It, it, oh yeah, it, this is not like, it's not like the big action movie like you're going to get it from an Avengers or from uh, you know, Batman, Superman or whatever big action movie you like. Uh, this is it, it's more of like a great story being told, yeah. but it's such a good story. I would see it in theaters twice, not at the theater we saw it at, oh, absolutely not. because yeah, it was yeah. expensive as fuck. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but at another theater, yeah, doing uh, mad for that for that price tag. I expected my feet to be rubbed at some point in time, but uh, they weren't, so yeah, I shall not return. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to bring this to a close because we are pushing uh, way past our time limit here. But this was such a great movie. We definitely had to uh, explore it very thoroughly, which I think we did. Uh, hold on now, hold on now. I got a quote. All right, I got a quote that I want to say, and I, and I would like to give out my fate of the day, and I think I can do them very quickly. Okay, I, I guess we have to now. <laughs> yes, we do have to. Um, so so my quote. Um. And I don't think you'll get it too late. And I say that because I know you haven't seen the movie. We talked about it. But I'm going to see if you get it or rain. All right. Uh, and I'm going to try to do it in the voice. I'm guessing right about now. You couldn't find a Dixie Coon skin with an Ohio hooker holding your prick showing you the way. Mm. Uh, no country for old men? Nah, four-leaf tayback from... um. Tropic Thunder. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, the hook for arms. Yeah, I would have never guessed. Yeah, I probably figured you wouldn't, but uh, definitely one of my uh, favorite quotes when I see that part in the movie (laughs) because I think everyone pauses like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" But uh, definitely uh, 
One of my favorite quotes. No, that was a funny one. That was a funny one, yeah. Um, Fade of the day quickly goes to the word misinformation, which dictionary.com has coined as word of the year. And you know, Misinformation? They, they do this every year. It's very yeah, fitting so, for 2018. Uh, oh, yeah. Very, yeah, Especially very with like the highly, uh, with the political fake climate, news. a lot of fake misinformation. Hey, yeah. Good word of the year. Great so word. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. Yeah. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we press play on Creed 2. Um, you guys must do the same. I implore you to. Um, it's a very, very interesting film to take a look at uh, through all aspects of filmmaking. Uh, and not to worry, we started a new segment called Film School last week. Uh, it has not gone away. We just did not have time to fit in today's show, but I'm sure we'll fit it into Saturday's show. Um, but and uh, let us know what you're interested in getting the background and details on, please. I mean, sure. Yeah. Yeah, let us know. Let us know. Uh, but if you could do us a solemn favor. Not even a favor at this point. Just do what you know your heart is telling you to do. <laughs> hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Tell your friends. Tell everybody. Tell your mom. Tell your dad. Tell your dog. I don't know why you would tell your dog. I don't, I don't know how that. that tell that your dog. Do. Yeah. Tell your dog everything. If, <laughs> so, you, yeah, yeah. if you have Sign a dog, your you dog tell your dog all your get, secrets. Get, it, tell yeah, your dog get your one. dog an Apple ID number. Get them some iTunes and you know, all that shit. Have them uh, fucking download the show. You know you want to. Um. Yeah. Uh, aside from that, we will be again December 11th. Please come through if you're in town. Uh, Mount Vernon Marketplace. We are having a, uh, of course, our monthly trivia night, but also a DVD exchange, a Christmas DVD exchange, and come with your ugly sweaters on. I hope you do. I will certainly have mine on. Yes. I'm sure these guys will as well. Yes. And we'll make it do what it do, babe. Um. All right. We are. Uh, we are getting out of the building right now. We've got some things to go do some uh some business to go take care of uh but i think we'll just hit the usual protocol that we always hit fade out peace peace out don't be misinformed